When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Can't keep it jumping like kangaroos. But keep it on the bar that we ain't trying to lose. Say I be goddammit, they done changed the rules. Old school players to new school fools. Can't keep it jumping like kangaroos. But keep it on the bar that we ain't trying to lose. Say I be goddammit, they done changed the rules. When you take your behind, I got jail up on my right side, pulling some cups. My whole hood is to my left, and they ain't giving a fuck. So feel free to get loose and get carried away. So by tomorrow, you forgot what you were saying today. But don't forget about this feeling that I'm making you get. And all the calories you burn from me making you sweat. The mile high points you earn when we take in my jet. And how everywhere you turn, I'll be making you wet. Cause you can get money, you collect somebody, about to pay you. I see you on my radar, don't you act like you're You know I got it if you wanna come get it. Stand next to this money like hey.
pussy got rich, I'm still in a hooligan click. You rapping by a blow, I was moving the brick. Talk about you not, and I was doing it quick. If I hit you in the face, you gon' be so me quick. Never catch another case, I know it's true to commit, so I'ma keep a cool head, stay out of the news headlines, and show these other rappers the best time. Still see that I'm ahead on the time, I got the gold down hard, talk to real to shine. I got some time, they ain't nothing like a double time. Who got a flow with a live show, better than mine? I got a packed house, yelling. is up. Welcome to an all new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan and this is your Monday episode. We're doing a pop culture roundup. Um, how the heck is everybody doing? What a mashup we started with. We always start with music here because you got to start everything with music. It is a crucial component to our daily lives. Uh, music, like everybody says, is the soundtrack to our lives. So I always need to intersperse it with any show that I do. Um, how the heck are you? Did you have a good resting, relaxing weekend? Are you recharged? I hope so, because we got a long week ahead of us. And we're starting the week off right. We've got a friend of the pod. She has now been on like five or six times. One of my favorite people that I've met. I've met her three years. God, has it been three years? Oh, my God. Um, well, she's a juggernaut. Her, her name is Demois. I mean, that's not her real name. But to me, her real name isn't important. It is... Uh, the excitement that she creates around pop culture. And she has just been so kind to me in this show. And I just genuinely always get it. This is one of the loosest interviews I've ever done. We did this on Friday, um, Friday early evening, because Demois is, is, she's at home working on a Friday evening. She's not a Coachella, you guys. Um, so this is really loose. In fact, so loose that I had a martini at 6.30 p.m. And you can hear me uh, get loopy. And I want to explain why up top is um, the night before I had done like five hours worth of Vanderpump Rules podcasting. We did another part one and part two on Friday. And there to me, there's just so much to talk about. And that Sandoval, Howie Mandel thing. 
Um, it was just so insane to me because I keep thinking about the ramifications of Tom Sandoval's truth that he put out there on Howie Mandel. And basically, I just keep coming back to his truth was he got he got him and this is not funny. He got him and Ariana into group therapy, into in a couple's therapy, so the therapist could potentially pave a way for him to break up with her. So he had already made up his mind and he he convinced her that they were gonna go work on their issues when he was also then having a relationship on the side. So it just was so um, in depth, but still managed to be convoluted in execution and thought. And it's just blew me away. So I had to do like an hour and a half on that right there. And then of course the recap of the actual episode. Thank you so much for everybody that downloads those and, 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 and enjoys them. Listen, that was even too much Tom Sandoval for me in terms of doing the lisp voice. Um, it was, it was just too much. I like doing the lisp in little lines here and there, but when you're doing a full Tom Sandoval interview, it's too much. It was too much. I was, I was just like, I can't even keep this up. I mean, I'm, I, anyways, um, also remember to check us out on YouTube because both of those videos are up there and it's fun to have on in the background. We have all the interviews up there as well. If you like this podcast and it seems like a, a little bit of you guys do, which is amazing. Remember to rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And I put out two Patreon episodes this weekend and I have to put out a third, but my voice is getting really sore. I think from the last three years, <laughs> So it's, but I, I, I need to do a summer house recap that I, I just kept. Anyways, we'll get into that in a second, but that's over at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. You got two new episodes over there. There's just plenty of content. And plus, you're in the the golden age of podcasting. So you got po- you got content hitting you got content hitting you from all different sides and angles. So if you spend a little time with me with all of those options out there, I just really want to thank you so, so much. It is not lost on me, and that is why I work so hard. I mean, I work so hard selfishly too, because this just keeps me sane to what little sanity I have left. Um, but, uh, that's what, you know, it really, like I always say, gives me purpose. So thank you. Um, we're going to, oh yeah. So we started, yeah, that is it. Lost track already. So I did like five hours on Vanderpump rules the next morning. Um, cause I'm in, back in Los Angeles cause I had I had to get this MRI on my knee. As you guys know, I tore my ACL at the watch what crappens award show, which I know I still, I told, I haven't, I don't even think Ben and Ronnie know. Like, I think they, they just thought I was just sweating profusely because that's who I am internally. But I hurt my knee really badly that night. I, I've ha- I have a bum knee for like the last 20 years. And I just took a wrong step on a stair. Not even like you would think, oh, he, he tripped and fell again. No, I didn't even do that. It was just old man taking one step down and it went, <laughs> And that whole night, I was like limping. I was Courtney, the host of Two Judgy Girls, who I texted with a little bit because she was at Coachella this weekend. Um, she was very well aware. Ariana was right next to me. She was well aware. Like, I really had hurt myself. And the slow machinations of health insurance in this country, it has taken me forever in a fight even just to get an MRI. And that finally happened this weekend. So I had to come back to do that. But Friday, then, Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes from Shaws of Sunset and her husband, Tommy, have a fantastic podcast called Till the Dirt, um, which I think you should all go check out because today, Monday, I am a special guest on their podcast. So I drove all the way out to Woodland Hills to their house. I'd never met Tommy before. I've met Mercedes a couple of times and we had just I had the best time talking with them. Uh, I got along really well with Tommy. I always get worried 
uh, with dudes because I'm like, am I manly enough for the, you know, because Tommy's like really, really manly. <laughs> but we had a great time. It was so fun. I was so hyped to be there. You'll hear it. I was so excited. I love Mercedes so much. So go check that out. And uh, I just think they have such a great dynamic as a married couple. Uh, they were preparing for baby Sham's birthday. Um, their, their son, his birthday, they celebrated it today. So I hope that party went well. So go check that podcast out. We not only talk about reality shows, but we talk about my, uh, my divorce. We talk about, uh, we talk about a lot of things. It, it was a really, really cool conversation and I can't wait for them to be on my show. We we're, we're working that out and just really, really cool. So you got to support great, cool people. But anyways, I did that, and I was going on like four hours of sleep at that point because I had drove back from Arizona, worked my butt off, and then wanted to get there, drove to Woodland Hills, did that podcast, and then do was like, okay, I can do this time. And I'm like, okay, let's just ride this out. So I had a martini, and then halfway through, it really – I started treating her like my little sister where I was just teasing her, and like we, she was teasing me back, and I had a blast. I think Dumas was kind of like, did we even, do you think people will like this? And I'm like, I think they will. I really liked it. My usual, my gauge is if I like it, I think you guys will like it, you know? And uh, I don't know. It just, it's like, there's only so much we can talk about Vanderpump Rules. Don't worry. We're going to keep talking about it. But we also talk about a lot of different things. We talk about Coachella. We talk about Kylie and Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet Bing Bong. We talk about all the stories out there. We talk about Taylor Swift and her breakup, her potential, well, her secret marriage or commitment ceremony. We talk a little, a very tiny bit about Selena because we have a, a friend that I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Selena. We kind of talk about a lot of different things and this is just a lot of fun. And so we're going to cut to that right now. And for those of you new to my show, remember there are timestamps. So you can skip right past this part, go right to the 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 the. The demois part. And then after that, we'll do a commercial break. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to do what I usually start my show with, which is a bunch of other pop culture news. Now, uh, since this is 1 a.m. Monday morning that I'm recording this right now, I'm going to give you everything that I had heard from Coachella. We'll do some Vanderpump over the weekend. Ariana at Coachella. Tom not at Coachella. And we'll talk about that. Me and Demois talk a little bit about people posting fake things now and how it's getting more popular and more popular for clicks. We talk about that in this. So when we come back out of the commercial after Jamal interview, we'll get into a lot of that because I want to talk about uh, streaming services and how poorly Netflix handled the love is blind um, reunion tonight, which I still haven't been able to watch because of Netflix. Somebody's getting fired over there. So anyways, without further ado, one of, if not my favorite uh, pop culture account out there, the one and only Demois, and I say this in the beginning, but remember to uh, check her podcast out, Do You, D-E-U-X-U, and also her book, Anon Please, She is a Juggernaut, and um, here she is, Meryl Streep. What if I just announced her name? What Here it is, Meryl Streep. No, here she is, Dumois. But today, I anytime this next guest gets to come on, it is a treat. Uh, truly, I, I I just I love this person so much because she makes me love pop culture even more. I think she is uh, something that is necessary in the ecosystem to make pop culture continually exciting to uh, get. Uh, I just keep wondering, like the kids these days, I'm like the kids these days, they need our next guest. They need to appreciate, you know, like I grew up with, uh, you know, TMZ and switched to daily mail. You had Perez back in the day, which I'm not comparing her to, but like you, all of these things that got me so excited about, 
about the ins and outs of celebrity culture. And I think this person and their account and their podcast and their book celebrates all of these things that we truly, truly love. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to her podcast, Do You, D-E-U-X-U, which I think every time I check in on it, it gets better and better. This past week's episode with NT Lawyer, it was just like music to my ears. I was just smiling ear to ear because I was like, yes, oh my God, yes. It was just such a great conversation. And each time I check in, it just gets better and better and better. Of course, her book, I always see it at Target. I always see it at the airport when I'm there. Um, a non-please, which I think hopefully is still being made potentially into an HBO Max series, or as we call it now, Max. But she is here to talk about celebrity pop culture, the pop culture roundup. Demois, welcome back to the show. Hi, Ryan. Wow. Thank you for that. Your introductions <laughs> always just floor me. Um, yeah, Are you, well, I, I can't see you. Are you blushing? Is it, do you ever get, uh, do you ever blush? Uh, today I cried for the first time. For what? Why? It, ha it had to do with like, my account, but like the business side, not like celebrity gossip. It just like something got really overwhelming in the middle of the day and good overwhelming or bad overwhelming, bad overwhelming. And okay. I just like freaked out and I was like, I cried and I was like, God, of all things to cry about <laughs> that I've been, I've endured <laughs> through this account. It's like something, nothing to do with celebrities. Um, well, by the way, that's why I know the book is fictional, but that's why I like the book yeah. is because it actually makes you a real person or the character is a real person. And sometimes you have to imagine, I always compare you each time that you come on to Batman because you still do have this identity that we fully don't know. And I don't want to know. I always say that, even though I'd love to be friends in real life, I don't want to know. So I always love to picture you during wedding season, having to go to the bathroom and check your phone because Kylie Jenner's dating somebody, but also you're running a business now that is so big. I mean, this is just so many different ins and outs of what you've created. And I just can't imagine that not be overwhelming on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, it is now more so than ever. And I think because I'm like trying to, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, trying to take on different platforms and not just Instagram, because I don't think yeah. like, business-wise, <laughs> it's a really good decision to just rely on one platform for your audience. So when you go to a different platform or a different medium, it just like adds a complexity to your day, right? So like you're juggling yeah. Instagram, you're juggling the podcast. Now I'm trying to like build a TikTok audience and I'm trying to do a newsletter. So like that gets really overwhelming. Oh my God. By the way, I do love your newsletter. I get it uh, every week. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just pop culture. I know I find restaurants. You have yeah. one of the best merch drops that I've ever, like your merch drops, like every, like I had to stop myself from buying. I told you this last time I had oh, to yeah, stop myself. Really. And you were like, even it was, there was one that was killing me. Cause it was the one that looked like a grateful dead or something. Yeah, and I was just like, so Oh, mad. I would have sent it to you. You don't have to purchase it. You should have oh. said, Hey, I really love the shirt. And like, I would have sent it to you. But okay, I'll give you like two hints. There's like a new merch drop coming up in like a week and I'll like give you a hint to like what the theme is. Um, it's a show on HBO with like a very noticeable theme song, but I'm kind of hiring. Succession. Now, so I can't it's su it. it's uh, by the way, it's Succession already. No, it's we not, know it's it's not, it's not succession. succession. No, because think think this is my summer drop. So I wanted to do something like summer related. 
Well, are we talking about things like Gossip Girl, which is not even no. on the network oh anymore? My God, Ryan, I can't. Wait, Bar- wait. I'm that. trying to think of what's coming out on HBO no, in the summer, like Barry. Oh, it has nothing to do with like a show that's. It's a franchise now. Oh, I don't even know the theme song because I'm like, did you just wait? Did you just kind of go boo boo boo? Like, like Game of Thrones? I don't know. <laughs> Sopranos? What do we? We're not musically inclined here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's the fucking Sopranos. Imagine. No. Okay. Now let's just like it. Let's not tell. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, in a guys, this week there's gonna be a new merch drop that I'll and I I shit you not you the my favorite shorts I own are your the black ones with the Dumas the the right like I wear those so many times a week and they're the most comfortable shorts that I own now. Well, it's it's sad. We're coming out with shorts, but. Not for men. They're like shorter in the summer. And then oh, you want when can like, men have something in this world? Why are men always the last to get anything? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, if you want that Grateful Dead t-shirt, um, I'm, I'll am i give everyone a hint who's listening to this. All drops are going to be like reissued at some point later this year. So I That's think they're going to remake that t-shirt. So I'll, what size are you, a large? Uh, large, extra large. Let's say, I mean, I'm large, extra large, you know, that's, it doesn't okay, go yeah. beyond that. Well, I will save you one. Um, okay. So I love everything Dumois does obviously, but I love the content more than anything else. And we're doing this on Friday afternoon and I was already, I had a busy day and to unwind, I turned on the Coachella live stream on YouTube because I've been to like 14 Coachellas. In fact, I was at Coachella last year with Ariana and Tom Sandoval and Raquel Levis and the Vanderpump crew, uh, my friend Megan, we all went. And, uh, you know, now a year later, so much has happened with that crew and I have, uh, I'm getting posts or texts, Ariana's there with everybody, but I know you don't watch Vanderpump Rules. You, cause we've talked about that. You're like, I don't even really watch the show, but you are a key part of this. I think in some ways to me, because you even, I think admitted, if I'm not mistaken, that you had gotten blind items in December, correct? That, that hinting at a Raquel Tom Sandoval coupling. Yes, that is correct. And the thing is that I used to really watch the show. Like, I was really into it. So for me, like, I feel confident posting because I know all the players, you know, really well, even though I haven't currently watched it, like, the past couple of years. So it's not something like The Bachelor where I, like, really feel, like, trepidatious about posting about because I know not one thing. Um, yeah. Or Love is Blind. People love that show. I don't oh, my know. God. People love – I was getting DMs and texts all yeah. day about Love is Blind and because somebody, Kwame, I guess, faked that his sister is actually not a sister. It's an actor. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds Me exciting. Either. I have, like, no idea what that means. So with <laughs> Vanderpump Rules, I, like, do – I did – I was a fan of the show. So I know it very well. So, yes. So I got something in December. It was a blind item. I didn't think twice about it because it wasn't on anyone's radar that anything could be happening between Sandoval and Raquel at this point. But so were you also kind of bored with that? Or you're like, oh, this is nothing. I don't even – you're like, the last couple no, seasons I didn't suck. Even think it was, no, I didn't even think it was about them. Nobody really flinched. And then when the news was announced earlier that week, I received an email. And I I was smart enough to like realize because the person like really sort of like – 
wrote it out very easily to realize who it was about because they were probably like, listen, I fucking sent you an email in December and nobody got it. So let me make it a little clear. <laughs> well, I guess I got to what, what what's it like going back and forth with Lala Kent like that? Is it fun? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it could no, also it be Allie. It could be DJ. It could be DJ James Kennedy. It could. There's a couple of guesses I have. I don't know who it was, but sure. at this point, after December, and nobody fucking flinched about this blind item, they made it very clear the week they sent it, and then the news dropped on TMZ that Friday. I think I got it like the weekend before. Yeah, the week before, and I asked someone very close to the show. I said, "Hey, look at this." Do you think this looks true? And the person did not flinch. So that's why, like, I knew that, like, it was kind of, it was true when it came out. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. And I was like. Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. Wait, this did, wait, and this didn't even make you start watching this season? <laughs> like, what is it going to yeah. take? What's it going to take? By the way. Wait. <laughs> We didn't need to watch it. Everyone was talking about it so much. <laughs> I didn't need to watch it. No, it, it, it truly, I don't even want to, it's not the gift that keeps on giving. I'm in misery at this point. I mean, new things keep dropping every day, but I want to kind of talk about this in re, even regards to blind items and celebrity gossip these days is, uh, is now it seems like just the proliferation, I think you do it in this kind of right way. You also say up front that these are not guaranteed to be true at all. Like all of these that you kind of warn your audience at times. But then nowadays, I've just noticed people just started posting things. People will post things without any kind of fa- like any kind of background check. Even you and NT Lawyer were talking about, you know, you're trying to protect sources. You do trust this source or you do trust that source. So you, you actually build this reputation of being somebody that you can, you know, people can go to with this information. But now I could literally post something that is completely untrue right now. And at least 40% of the people out there looking at it would believe it and take that on and spread it like wildfire. Does that annoy you at all? Or do you just think that's, that goes with all of this? I think it depends on what the content of the information is. I think if it's something like believable, then you're like, okay, like this is maybe we all should look at this a little deeper, but if it's something so ridiculous, like Britney Spears is dancing in front of a green screen or Dude, oh my know, god the, the, I, I watched so many tiktok i watched so many tiktok videos of that britney spears green screen thing and they're like see the woman doesn't move in the background and i was like really trying to see it and it was really yeah. scary i was like this isn't star wars no it's like actually the most bizarre thing i've ever seen people believe and people really believe it um that's one where i'm like you fucking idiots i'm sorry i have to say it like they're like don't be so stupid. Like she's not in front of a green screen. There's no Britney Spears dupe, you know, like it's hard. Well, I started starting. I mean, I remember around Christmas time when all this was happening or the, the holidays was, you know, I think you had even mentioned it. I think a couple other people, uh, you know, knew what was actually going on with Britney and you never said, and this, and I, you know, I was just like, I started like, is there a clone? Did she die? Like I started believing the most ridiculous things because I just couldn't guess what it was. And like, when you hear something like that, how do you, like, are you, have this internal clock of like, oh, this actually does make sense? No. I'm like, you're <laughs> fucking idiots. 
No, it's very clear what's going on with Britney Spears. It's very, very, very clear. And actually, like, I have seen, like, as time has gone on, there have been, like, a very large handful of people that actually get it right. And they, if you read the comments of some of the bizarre posts, like, there are level-headed people out there that realize what's going on. Um, but can some things always just be the, like you know, the, the most obvious thing can like, you know, in celebrity pop culture, can it just be, you know, this person has extreme mental health issues like a lot of us do. And it has just like reached a breaking point. Can things yeah. like that be true? You know, it doesn't always have to be why? the most. Yeah. But that, that, but that's what I mean. Like everyone always goes to the extreme because it's sensationalized. Right. And it's like, an ex- it's like a, an adrenaline rush for people to believe the crazy shit. I see it. I see the excitement that people yes. write me about this stuff and I see how it's posted and how it spreads and the comments that people leave and it's And people are getting like clout from content. it. They're trying to build their brand and we see this now because of success of from you or even low-level success like myself where you see people wanting a little piece of that so they will go above and beyond and post things that I think are really completely irresponsible just to get a little bit of attention and I've just noticed that pop up so much in the last year and a half that it's like weirdly shy. And I hate to be an old man about this. Like, how dare you crazy kids with your, with your, your rumors, you know, but it's, it's scary sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends like what's their end goal. Like what, what is their goal? You know, like are, is yeah. their goal just get a million views? Is their goal to get, to go viral? Because just because you go viral or, you know, post something that's sensationalized it doesn't mean that you're going to be like successful yeah at what you're doing do you know what i mean uh, like i totally yeah no there there is i mean i hate to say that but there is an art to it there is work that's put into it you can't just throw something out there and expect things to happen like and it's like showing up right. day in day out like anything uh, i want to ask you one more thing about vanderpump rules is that i woke up today and I, you know, like as the account grows, like I'm not a Dumont, nor do I want to be. I don't want to be a Bravo and cocktail. I don't want to be any of that. But as you get bigger, you start to get people in your DMs just throwing you information that I really I'm just like, oh, I don't even, I'm not even the account for this. But I was from very high up saying that today we got a, an announcement on Entertainment Tonight, which you and Enti were bringing up Entertainment Tonight, breaking Taylor Swift news, supposedly. And it is interesting. Entertainment Tonight, I think there's a couple new people working there that have like shifted things uh, a little bit. But there was a report that Raquel Levis or Rachel Levis, whatever you want to call her, checked herself into a mental um, a mental health facility uh, rehab, not for drugs, but for mental health, which I think is amazing. But then I was uh, given a DM from somebody very close that I very, trust very much saying, listen, this is this is an actual wellness retreat. It's a yeah, wellness spa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, and it's like from a very real person that I very much trust. And they were also like, and they were like, and Tom's going to be joining next week. Um, and, you know, people have then taken that to say, okay, it's the Miraval Resort in Arizona. Um, and I, I'm not going to name that is, is that, but I, I will say I got this from somebody I very much trusted. And I think that is the kind of stuff that is wild just even from a PR standpoint, if they are trying to rehab their image and put this out that she's going to a mental health facility, which is amazing, but a, a wellness retreat is not a mental health facility. And I think it almost once again, then kind of uh, treats the audience like we're stupid. 
Well, a lot of publications treat the audience like they're stupid. I mean, let's do you not recall a couple of weeks ago when they said that Emrata had been seeing Harry Styles for two months because she said in a podcast episode that she had met someone she really liked. <laughs> and the timing yes. was like when she was seeing Eric Andre, but they didn't do like the math right because they assumed that the date she published it was the date she recorded it. Yeah. Whoever well, I mean, wrote that article obviously does not know how podcasts work. And it's much more exciting to believe that she's been in a relationship with Harry Styles than Eric Andre. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, back to E.T. Like, you know, everyone just trusts these publications because they have been around for a while. Yeah. And it's really hard to. And that's what I'm going through now, especially with, like, all this Taylor Swift stuff. Like, it's very hard to gain the trust of the public, even though, you know, you're telling the truth. Well, that's what you were. Yeah, that. I mean, it's got to be really yeah. frustrating. You had mentioned of like, you know, you sit on information that I think would really, you know, you could prove your point so much easier, yeah. but you do actually have ethics, which yeah. people, you know, like there are ethics involved, shockingly enough for people, you know, like you do sit on so much information that it would be so easy to be able to prove your point, but you have to sit on things sometimes um, for all parties involved. And I think people don't understand that, you know? Yes, I've actually been talking that uh, a lot about that with other creators as well. I just had a, this, almost the same conversation with a couple of creators today. But yeah, so like there is stuff because we're singular people and we're not like newsrooms with like, you know, lawyers and like people checking over every, every piece of content we post with a fine tooth comb. It's like a lot harder, I think, for us. But are so you scared have- for the day when it gets like that? No, I want it to get like that. (laughs) You're like, I got to have a life at some point. This is getting scary. Yeah. So like, so because of that, like my relationships with my sources are very real, right? Yeah. They're, they become personal almost, you know? And it's like, I would never jeopardize that relationship for anything. So everyone could think that I'm like totally full of shit that Taylor got married, but I will take you know how I oh, know this, it, and I do have proof <laughs> to the fucking grave. So okay, I want to get to the Taylor thing in a second, but you're you're right. I mean, like I do love like it's it is one of those interesting things, and and so you got the same kind of thing in your DMs about Raquel uh, potentially going to a wellness retreat. Yeah, yeah. And Wait, I want to say question. that I have a yeah. question. is that posted anywhere? Like, is it possible that like it's on Reddit or something, and now people are trying to filter it like a little more mainstream? Oh uh, well, do I do I. I posted it in my stories around nine this morning. Okay, so it's out there. Okay, so so I mean, I I think I was the first, but but I will say my source is my source is like the best. So I mean, I I you know like I can't give it, but it's it's somebody that would know and that and that I'm not and I I want Raquel to work on her mental health and things like that. But a wellness retreat is very different than a mental health facility, and that was just a very obvious thing. And like I'm not you, I don't want to get involved in those kind of things. I like to make my silly memes and talk reality. But um, it is interesting when you do have a source that you're like, oh. This I really, really trust this person. And uh, it's just funny, though, then, because you see how then PR tries to play it to make a person look uh, sympathetic. And it's just different if the audience isn't hearing the full story on these things. Exactly. And PR is always going to spin it and they're always going to not tell 100 percent of the truth. Um, yeah. So which, that is why people have turned towards social media and to- turned towards like accounts like yours and accounts like mine like 
what two journalists sit here and are so, we're not journalists, but let, I'm just saying, like, what two journalists? We're Woodward would, and Bernstein. This is right, this would is sit here and talk about their sources, like so openly and like <laughs> talk about that kind of stuff. No one, nobody who works at Page Six, nobody who works at Daily Mail. So I think that that's why people like that's what people like now, like the openness of that, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You could tell me. No, I think, that. no, I think that, I think that I'm saying they were very, you know, as much as there's a lot of dummies out there, there's a really highly sophisticated audience that have grown up on pop culture and blind items and all of this, where we kind of see the little PR in and outs. We see when people are trying to play a certain side, you know, I think we are more savvy and it used to be just in like the West coast, East coast, New York and LA hubs, but now it's all across the United States. I deal with people every day that have such a voracious appetite for all of this stuff that I'm like, wow, like this is where were you when I was a kid? You guys like, I mean, their minds are like encyclopedias and they'll point out things all the time, like of little pop culture of yesteryear that I'm just blown away by that I've forgotten. Um, yeah, there are a lot of experts out there, which is why I never call myself an expert because <laughs> I have no, like I know the basics. Um, um, is yeah. there anything else about Vanderpump rules that you're sitting on right now before we move on to the next thing? No, just literally like hot in my DMs. Somebody was like, she went to where Miraval? She went to meet Miraval. Well, that's yeah, yeah. But it's already um, out there, so that's it. I didn't say Miraval in my thing, but that's what then it was like the it got thrown around later. Okay, so you brought up the Taylor Swift stuff, um, and. This is like, so Taylor Swift and Joe had a six year relationship that, uh, you know, all of a sudden last week, it was not even on a Friday news drop. It was on a Saturday, which was amazing. We're usually used to the Friday afternoon news drops, but this was released on a Saturday and you had a fascinating discussion about with anti-lawyer about this, but you had said you had known about this, right? But you, you know, at first, what was the story? Um, so somebody sent me a DM on Tuesday and was like, everyone's favorite pop star, like, broke up with their boyfriend. And I was like, who? Katy who Perry. I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and they were like, Taylor. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, I, did not believe the person. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. And then, she, and then the person was like, yeah, the, things just, okay, the person verbatim said in my DM what the ET article said. Yeah, it ran its course. It was just like a very weird sentence. Now, yeah, like that that keeps you like it just ran its course. It was a yeah. you know it was like a very subtle statement. Right. So I obviously I could see who the person was. I could see you knew the person. I didn't know them, but I could see like who they were. So, but I'd never talked to them before. So I had to go to somebody I trusted and be like, I just got this like crazy piece of information. Like, have you heard anything about it? And they, you know, got back to me like an hour or so later and were like, no, it's not true. And this was on Tuesday. So I was like, okay. So then I just am like going about my life. And on on Saturday night, I get like a text because I have like a community phone number. Do you have community where you could like text your audience? Not yet, but I see that you do because you will text me at weird times of night and you'll be like, oh, are you up? Shit. You'll be like, are you and guys? It's super specific too. It's like, are you up Ryan Bailey? And I'll be like, why are you texting me at three in the morning tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, so no, it's always about like your newsletter and things like uh, that. Yeah. No, I know. So anyways, um, yeah. So why was I saying, what was I saying? About no, you're saying like news? Tuesday, you had got that thing oh, yeah. with the Taylor. Oh, yeah, so you went about your life. Clock. Eight o'clock. I was going about my life and my my community 
it was blowing up because my because people can respond back to it. Yeah, because I, and I also don't get notifications for anything else but community on one of my phones. I have like multiple <laughs> phones, and I'm like community, and it's like Taylor and Joe in big letters. And I was like, "What the fuck? Did Taylor Swift like die? Like I had no idea what was going on." So I opened up my phone, Jeez. and it was like, like, and ET had broke that Taylor Swift and Joe broke up. And a line in their article was verbatim what the person had sent me on Tuesday. So somebody was trying to get that news out there. I could tell you for a fact it was not Taylor Swift's, like, team. Everyone thinks her team, like, leaked the news to, like, E.T. First of all, E.T. is not where they would leak the news. No, yeah. Taylor. By the way, Taylor's publicist is a very specific person that I think a lot of her fans know who they are. You know, I was talking with a Washington Post reporter and it's like, you know, this this PR person has been with her for a long time and knows their stuff. And I don't think they would. No offense to Entertainment Tonight. I love them, but I just don't think that would be their first go to. Correct. Um, I agree with all of that. So that's why I was like, okay, whoever was messaging me obviously was messaging other outlets and the person who was messaging me was like really trying to get me to post it on tuesday and i was like there's no fucking way in hell like i am breaking this news and it'd be wrong are you kidding me people would literally like come hunt me down and kill me. oh it would be oh it would be like you if you did that to her or selena you'd be done right well especially her and like her yeah like a a long-term boyfriend me saying oh they broke up guys like forget it i get yeah. murdered so i had to i had to do nothing with the information because the person that i asked about it who i trust told me it wasn't true so i don't know what happened between tuesday and saturday is what i'm trying to say but then when it came out like you know you're like oh my god zoiks have you found out any information since then uh in the last yeah. a last lot of week information. yes i found out a lot of information what i think happened was they were taking a break <laughs> We're on a break. We were on a break. Yeah. And um, the break turned into like, you know, a breakup. I think that's what happened. So I, I don't think it was something that was sudden, although I don't know what happened like this past week. I don't know if there was a fight or like what, but um, it's Dude, can not Can you imagine that- getting into a fight with Taylor Swift? Like that no. would scare. Like she's like got to be so verbal with her words. And you just know that whatever you say in that argument could potentially be used in a song down the <laughs> way. So you you need to speak in the most plain terms because if you say any kind of good wording, she's going to use that. Right. So I don't know what happened is what I'm saying, but they're broken up. And- Wait. <laughs> Wait, Enti Lawyer, by the way, you got to listen to this last week's episode. Enti Lawyer busts out into like complete lyric lyrics of Taylor oh Swift's song. Like he was like he had it at the ready. And I was like, I had no idea Enti Lawyer was such a Swifty. Wait, did you hear me say that? I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Yes, I was. I, but I was the same way. You're like, you said, oh, that would take me forever to come up with those lyrics. And he had it at the ready. Yeah, it was it was like really like weird i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i but that but it cracks me up to think about anti lawyer front row at like well, one of the swift concerts he he's also, in like a he's in a lawyer suit and he's just there bopping out no totally and he also loves ariana grande he also oh yeah said he, he said later he goes grande. we don't get we don't get better than ariana <laughs> <laughs> he did he i love that better than ariana grande like who is he? Is he like a sixteen-year-old girl? Like that. By the way, what if he's using one of those scream, like the the scream murderer, like vocalizers to make him sound adult? He's like thirteen years old. I have no idea, but um, he shocked us all. Well, speaking of that, though, are you in your personal life? Are you 
a fan of Taylor Swift. Like we talked about this all the time. Cause you're, t- I always want to know what you're watching and stuff like that. And it always makes me laugh. Cause you're, you know, you're just watching like the Netflix series or whatever, but like, are you a big music fan and what do you listen to? Are you trying to get me to talk about my love for counting crows right now? I did that last time. <laughs> I, by the way, Hey, Dumois, and by the way, why don't you, could you at least post a couple of their tour dates in your stories? They need the heat. Dumois. Come on. Yeah, I didn't even know by, they were the, by the way, Oh my God! Us uh, Dumois did Us Weekly twenty five things you need to know about me, and there was a music question on there, and you didn't mention Counting Crows, and I was so livid when I read it. Well, did my best friend said the same thing. Good. <laughs> it was like good. Why did you say Counting Crows, and I was like, oh, I felt like I like already talked about them. No, so. they need they need to be in Us okay. Weekly. Come on. Okay. 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 But okay. do you like Taylor? um yeah sure yeah she has some really good songs like i'll I'll be honest like her songs some of her songs are in playlists of mine so yeah would you go to the concert would you go to the era store fuck to the no (laughs) no (laughs) wait this is you think dumois is living the most exciting glamorous jet-setting life potentially because of everybody she talks about but in reality this is a friday night and you are here talking with me you are not at coachella you are not at any of these things like is this do you ever want to get to that place where you are jet-setting off to places like coachella and hanging out with the uh the kardashian jenners Fuck to the no, Ryan. I love you so much. That's exactly the right answer. That's exactly the right. No, and the thing with like Coachella is like, yeah, I would love to be covering it, but I just um, I can't. Like, I don't have enough people to like, you know, to 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 do that. So I, I I there's no way I could even go, even if I wanted to for like work purposes. Um, I couldn't because I just, yeah, just me. So. I wouldn't well, be able to like post and go be at Coachella, like scoping out what's happening. So I know it would, that would be insane. Your head yeah. would spin. It would be yeah. bad. Yeah. We're in the first weekend of Coachella. This, like I said, is Friday night. You'll hear this on Monday morning, you guys. And so we have yet to see if we will get a Chalamet Kylie Jenner spotting at Coachella. Bad Bunny, Kendall Jenner will be there awkwardly dancing, I'm sure. But are you getting a lot of Coachella blinds leading up to the the weekend of Coachella this weekend? No, because it's never like it's the same with like the Oscars and like award ceremonies. Like you never get the really good information. If I get any until like, like literally two days later till it's done. Like you never, you rarely get it. Like while people are in the moment of it, because think about it, like a festival or like an award ceremony or a concert, like it's hard for people to stop in the middle of like what they're doing and be like, you know, let me send in a tip. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, rolling my balls off at the Sahara tent. I need to tip Demois right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I hope they're just having fun. They're not, yeah. like, they're not like, I need to send a picture. <laughs> Could you um, imagine? But by the way, Thursday's episode of Do You, I bet, will have a lot of that information of what potentially happened this weekend at Coachella. Yeah. No, I think you'll definitely get stuff. I'm telling you, it takes a long time. Like, it doesn't always, like, it doesn't always come to the surface right away. And, like, the thing with Timmy and Kylie is, like... I just love him because he is a kid. Like every he, this kid has not grown in seven years. Can we just say that out loud? He something. 
oh my God, you're one of those. Like, listen, he's like, he's so prepubescent still. He's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Carbonite if you put him into like Titanic. Like, wait till, you guys don't remember when Leonardo DiCaprio started to beef up and then he did The Beach and Gangs of New York. He was made fun of for a couple of years because he had like a body change. And I don't mean he like was overweight. He just turned into a man. When that happens to Chalamet, it's going to be a rough couple of years, but he still looks like a tiny boy to me. And are you blown away by the news of the Kylie Jenner? Do you believe this news? Yeah, I'm the one who first posted it. I know, but I'm just trying to, for the audience that doesn't look at, you know, like, do you? Oh. You, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course I believe it. Yes, sorry. I, but, I, I just, like, thought you knew that I, I, I posted it for, I, had, like, got the information from, like, you know, someone I trust and. Chris Jenner. <sighs> Don't start that shit. Right. <laughs> um, no, it was not Chris Jenner. Um, it wasn't even anyone like in the Kardashian sphere. It was yeah. someone like else. And I was like, oh my God, no way. And then the minute I put it up, everyone starts coming out of the woodwork being like, oh, I knew about this for the past two weeks. Oh, I've known about it since Paris Fashion Week. And I'm like, Oh my God, like everyone's been knowing this and not saying anything. It's like so, so good of everyone <laughs> to keep no, no. it. How, how kind. They really truly yeah. believe in love. This is amazing. Did, um, like, TM. Like, oh, it's so nice of everyone to keep it secret. And uh, then now it's out. Well, TMZ today had the photos of her awkwardly parked in his driveway, which I was like, that's a weird photo right there to me. And then they said they went to an LA landmark Tito's tacos, but the thought of, I was just like, Oh, Kylie's going to have a bad bathroom night after that date. Cause Tito's tacos, it's going to hit you in the gut. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm like not really thinking about that, Ryan, but thanks. Well, see, I think of it as a different angle. That's why we, it's like yin yang, but it's, it can't be good. But I just was shocked because I was like, wow, Kylie, this is, the Kardashian Jenners are going through a diversification in a way, you know, is that I feel like this is really opening things up because you, you could then include Kendall with Bad Bunny. And as you said this week with NT is that Bad Bunny is potentially legally married to another woman at this point. Oh, well, um, funny you say that, because then it would be considered the same way that Taylor and Joe are legally married that nobody believes. It's the same kind of situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are who are committed and made a commitment and then call each other you know, or had a ceremony and call each other married. I will. But that was, uh, you all follow Demois, but if you don't, is that she did get information that she had posted a while ago that Joe and Taylor were secretly married in a ceremony. And after this all happened, you know, people didn't even really truly seem like care about the breakup. It was like, they said they were, do said they were married. And you were like, yeah, I stand by that. There was, it doesn't mean it was official, but there was definitely a commitment ceremony, correct? Yes. I always maintain that there was a wedding because to me, like, well, no, I'm sorry. I always, I always maintain they were married, married. Yeah. I never really specified like what the event looked like until later people were calling it a ceremony. So I, uh, people would say it's people would say like, is Taylor married? Yes. Do you believe Taylor's married? Yes. 100%. Like people that asked me, like, was there a wedding dress Were there bridesmaids? Like, where was it held? What did they do? Like, I would always say like, I don't know, you know, because I didn't think it was that type of thing. So it's not like I was trying to paint this picture that she had this like big white dress, yeah wedding i never said that i just always said they were married because they were they had a ceremony 
And whatever that looked like to them, I don't know. They got married. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely, I never, I didn't even question that. And it seemed like, it seemed like the Taylor thing to do would be to have a commitment ceremony and, and things like that. So I never even questioned that within the breakup. Uh, sorry to keep jumping around, but you did actually have another thing that I'm now remembering. And that's why I actually made my t- title. I'm dating Taylor that Taylor potentially was dating a, an older man or oh, yeah. had that, that gone on. Be, no, I said she was seeing somebody that I think could potentially be not that. I don't think that that's accurate information. I don't, um, I, I don't think it was like, I know I like posted it and I said, like, it said, like, she's seeing somebody, he's older and more low key. That's what it said. And everyone was like, more low key. Like, how can anyone be more low key than Joe? Like, that's all they said to it. And I was like, you guys, like, more low key, meaning like, he's not, he wasn't, he's not a famous person, whoever this person is, right? Like, whoever. Yeah. Because the person who wrote in, like, you know, thought, I don't, I don't think their information was accurate, but they did. So yeah. they, um, it wasn't, it was a famous, it wasn't a famous person. That's what they Taylor said. just smiled at an older man and therefore yeah, it's news. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe she was like, I have no idea flirting with somebody like that worked at a concert venue. I have no idea. No, you know what I it's... mean? But I'm saying like, she's going to be paired with everyone now. Oh my God. She was like, you know, you were talking about the Via Carrada, the, the restaurant in New York. She was like seen, you know, coming out of and she played it cool, but there was a lot of like video and photographs, all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden I heard 30 rumors about that restaurant and people were like, well, the owners of that restaurant are a famous lesbian couple. And it was like all of these things get thrown into it. And it's like, can a girl eat a meal? Can a girl just have a meal? yeah she's not going to be able to no exactly okay so back to the kardashians though um bad bunny kendall that you're hearing is real from what i heard uh i believe there was a a a dinner with chris jenner and timothy and kylie and bad bunny and kendall oh yeah so somebody just messaged me last week and was like i know somebody who worked a private dinner you know some of the attendees were kendall bad bunny chris kylie um, Timmy and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Well, I, I think it, it was kind of like, you know, it was, it was it sounded like it was just like one of those Hollywood type dinners at like. It's called um, the Illuminati, Demois. Yeah, well, that's what whatever. it's called. Whatever. I, I don't want to say. <laughs> so, but, but sorry, I forgot Demois in Illuminati now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I got the impression. It wasn't like, you know, it was at, it was at a house. It was at a private dinner, like at someone's house in Hollywood. So, and those were some of the people there. But everyone was like, Jeff Bezos, like, why Why would he be there? And it's like, celebrities love to hang around super rich people. Well, like, remember Jeff Bezos also had, they went out to dinner when Pete and Kim were together yes, in Hollywood. Correct. Remember yeah. that? Like, you know, but it is one of those things, like I always fantasize about writing one act plays about celebrity moments that we don't really know about. Like the, the, the private jet with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, the elevator with Jay-Z and Beyonce and Solange. I would love to know what, what would you talk about at a dinner like this with Jeff Bezos, the card? I mean, like just what could possibly be the conversation? Oh, they're talking about like dominating the world. Are you kidding me? I'm being dead serious. Like that's what they're talking about. Like, they, they could do to dominate the world. That's 100%. scary as hell. No, well. Well, you but, but as you get bigger, though, aren't you scared? Like, that's what I keep getting scared for you is that you're a part of this because you could be a potential mouthpiece. Like, you know, the situations you could potentially get into. I just imagine, like, you didn't grow up wanting to do this. You didn't even know this could potentially be a thing. So, like, that's got to be weird as this everything gets bigger for you, which, but that this isn't about you 
But uh, sorry, I just had a martini, so I'm a little tipsy on a Friday night. <laughs> sorry. Get it. You, Wait a minute. It's you were drinking a, wine last time when we yeah, were like. I'm drinking and smoking right now. But what, okay. Nine o'clock at night here. What time is it's, it there? It's six. Oh, it's it's, it's five forty-seven. Yeah, it's we can talk. I usually don't. Yeah, but I, it's Friday. It's been a long week. Um, oh, you don't have to tell me. This is a little goofier than I usually am, you guys, get, and I'm pretty get goofy. goofy. Get goofy. Um, so, so Kardashians. I, I do want to bring up one thing that infuriates me, and I know you have a couple pieces of information on just for the audience. As the Kardashians are soft launching themselves again, it feels like into the public consciousness. We had the Travis and Courtney till death do us part Hulu special, but we also have now tons of rumors, photographs, all of this stuff that Chloe is once again soft launching Tristan into her life. What do you know, or what have you heard about this? Yes, Ryan, thank you for asking. Um... <laughs> Just ticking them off. Tick- Wait, by the way, I'm getting a text from Ariana right now at Coachella. Oh, getting photo. They all look great. Okay, sorry. Aww. Um, tell them I said hi. I love. I I love Ariana. I felt so bad when that happened to her. Like that's why I didn't want to post it. That's that's why I didn't want to post. Yeah. Right. Now. Because I, and I sent it to this person and I said, I got this email. I'm not going to post it. I feel bad for Ariana if it's true. And the person was like, mm. <laughs> you know? no, it's like, no, it was one of those things. Like, that's, that's why it's a crack. Yeah. But like Ariana truly was blindsided with the Raquel part of all of this. And that's why it's like really crushing. And when you like, when you do shit like that, you're just, I mean, I, I'm so happy. Great things are happening for her right now, but I think oh, people yeah. keep she's forgetting. Thrive. She no, I know, but people keep forgetting that she's genuinely still hurting and shocked yeah. from all of this, you know? No, I bet. I can't even imagine how she feels to be honest, but yeah. So that's like the reason why I didn't want to post it, but I think you were asking me something about the Kardashian. Tristan and Chloe oh, trash yeah. can. <laughs> so, um, someone, met, someone sent me a message like, a couple weeks ago it was on a podcast episode there's a clip on my tiktok if you want to see it the mcdonald's um, Clo- no this was before yeah. that chloe and tristan have been together for the past three months and this is like yeah he'll they're figuring out how to like i guess announce it on the show in the upcoming season dude That's i mean I come on i mean like i know you have to be professional but like i'm not gonna be this is bullshit like i mean at what point i, I don't understand chris I, I, I really, Chris Jenner is one of the best business people in the whole entire world of our generation. But what is it about the obsessiveness? I mean, when, uh, of keeping like th- this guy is now with the LA Lakers and he's going to go on road, like, you know, road games and things like that is ex- where he did all of that same shit. Like he was out the other night clubbing with Corey Gamble. Like if you're truly committed with club, uh, Chloe, just don't go clubbing anymore. Period. Sorry. <laughs> um, I agree. But Ryan. Are your parents still together? Are they they are actually. Okay. So that's fi- 53 you're... years. Yeah. So, you... I mean, they don't like each other, but they're together. It doesn't matter. Like you, that's, that's my answer to your rant. Okay. So unless you like come from, I feel like a broken family, it's hard to understand like what she is doing, but I literally like give her a lot of fucking credit. I also think she really does still love him. You could tell by the no, way she I looks know. at him. But women love men that they're not supposed to all the time. Yeah, but she like I feel like she like really adores him. And maybe it's because she he gave her like the two biggest blessings of her life, which are her kids, you know. But those are blessings regardless if he's in the anyway, we're gonna argue till the kingdom come. All right. Lastly, 
Kim Kardashian. What are we hearing? She just got, she signed on to American Horror Story, which I predicted last October on this show. I did. I was very, I predicted this last October. I'm so happy this came to light. But, That's like a big one to predict. Oh, do I mean I was just like, oh my god, God gave me a gift, and how do I use it? You know. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I'm actually tip. I had one martini. I'm tipsy. Um, so, what are you? What, what's going on with Kim? Is she soft launching any new boyfriends? Like, what's going on? No, I don't know. I only know about Kylie and Kendall. I don't know anything about and Chloe. I don't know anything about Kim. Not one fucking thing about Kim. And a little bit about Courtney, but like I feel like she's so low key right now. Like it's not even worth like Yeah, like that till death to us part. I watched it and it was like beautiful and stuff like that, but it felt very private, but not even in a way that I enjoyed it. I'm like, they're obviously in love. This is obviously, but I was like, I was thought they would intersperse the wedding through the actual third season of the show and not make it its own kind of special. So it felt like I'm like, oh, they're obviously in love, but it wasn't the most enjoyable viewing experience for myself. But, uh, and also it just, it, it solidifies how much of a fishbowl they're in because the whole thing was just people taking pictures of them or them taking selfies of themselves. Really? Yeah. You got to watch it just to see if you can get through it. It's like an hour and 15 minutes and there's no doubt in my mind that they desperately love each other. It just, there, there just wasn't that, you know, overall drive that just kind of like kept it entertaining. Like reality shows sometimes are entertaining. So are you saying it was the content of the show or it was their relationship? I can't tell. No, their relationship is amazing. That is like cool to watch. But, you know, they're both kind of soft-spoken people. And together they kind of form this soft-spoken unity, which I think they really understand each other. But I think to a viewing audience, you know, it's like they're obviously in love. But sometimes that doesn't mean it's the most exciting thing to watch. But you see these beautiful locations, beautiful shots. Um, but all of it, you know, it just, they're under such a microscope that that to me was standing out and thinking about how many special moments these people have with just everybody around them, witnessing, peeking in, taking pictures. And that it was kind of, that made, that part of it made me sad. I wonder if they ever think like we sold our soul. I mean, I mean, I do wonder because there's only so much money you need. And I know power and all of that stuff can really be so like an aphrodisiac. But at a certain point, I just think, you know, they truly have there's no way at any point any of their kids can have a normal life at this point. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Yeah, they like have to just go with it now, I guess, at this point. Like there's no slowing it down, you know? So yeah. it's like it is what it is. So they just have to like roll roll with it, I guess. Like even if they want out. Because look at Courtney. She tried to get out. Don't you remember that whole period where she yes. hated filming? Oh, I was, was like, I was like, get out, girl, get out. Yeah, she couldn't get out. Look at her. She's, yeah. She got right back in. The only one who was able to get out was Rob. I know. Rob, by the way, is like, it's like crazy. He's like the Howard Hughes of the Kardashians or like the Bigfoot. Like people are spottings of Rob, Rob, but nothing else. I don't love it. Uh, maybe I'm no. Rob. Maybe I'm Rob Kardashian. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's spread that rumor. By the way, I mean, but it is weird. It's like he disappeared and we respect him for disappearing. No, and I he could love it because you. But he could potentially just be lazy, Dumois. Like, it's, no, he could just think- be. I think he's there. I just he he really knows how to hide from the fucking cameras. You don't even see a hand or a foot. No, that's that's Chris Jenner and her fucking magicry. She's like, you don't show one inch of my son. I love she it. Tells everyone I'm bad. Amazing. And, and they're like scared to even get near him with like, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's truly incredible. I've got about 15 more minutes with you, so uh, I uh, I want to hit a couple of things. Now, there's a person that we message with all the time. I think a mutual person that I would be uh, smacked in the face if I didn't even bring up Selena because this person loves Selena so much. Uh, Selena and Zane, you don't have anything. I just want to make sure that's still the case a couple days later from the anti lawyer. It is still the case. So, so no matter how many times I say her name, like it's, it's like Bloody Mary. Like I'm like, Maybe on the fourth time, someone will say, say, hey, this is what I know about Selena and Zane. That has not happened yet. So it's like I'm done bloody marrying Selena and Zane. I'm like not going to talk about them anymore because nobody is, says one fucking thing. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty lot. I would so much rather Selena like be like, like Steve Martin or Martin Short. At the, like that would be exciting for me. I, don't, I have no feeling about Zane, unfortunately. You want Selena with Steve Martin? No, I don't truly Martin. want it, but there's just nothing. Like, I don't have a uh, pop culture relationship with Zayn, you know? Yeah, me either, but a lot of people do. So that's why it, oh, like that news hit the fan. But it also, like, didn't really last that long, which also made me kind of, like, wonder. Like, you know, there weren't that many articles about it. If you Google it, because I Googled it the other day, and I was like, who even reported on this? Like, did anyone have any other additional information other than the hostess showing the text of her friend? Yeah. You know, did anyone have any other, you know what I mean? So it was just yeah, like totally. weird. It, it truly is very bizarre, but also just people almost willing it into existence. Like they, oh, I feel yeah. like they truly want it, which I always they, thought, I think very interesting. They really want this one. They have really you, want this one. 
We had a, a little article uh, the last week, page six. Britney Spears' book is finally done. Have you heard this to be true? I don't think it's done. Done. I don't think yeah. it's done, done. What if it's written just like one of her Instagram captions, well, like all run on? I think that like if she is, obviously she has co-writers, I'm sure. She's not like sitting yeah, down no. and like writing a book herself. That's That's incredibly difficult for anyone. So I think that she probably like did submit like her Instagram captions like to her co-writers and they probably now have to like decode them and write it into a book. That's how I picture the process. By the way, to me, if they were even honest about that, I'd be like, I'm buying two copies. Like I need, I'm going to read that book. Well, that's also cover to cover. Thing. That's also another thing. Like there's going to be a lot cut out a lot, <sighs> but they're going to sp- they're going to edge everyone. Like it's, it's, Okay. So your book came out last year. Um, and I thought, you know, dude, I'm an older dude. I loved it. I was like, this needs to be a series of books. Can you give us any update about, uh, the potential series? If that is still, uh, in development, will you be writing another book? And on top of that, what's going on with the real life Ollie? Oh, um, yes, the HBO Max, which I guess you're saying now that it's just Max. Which yeah, they did Max. a they did a big presentation to investors on Thursday or Wednesday saying that now HBO Max is becoming just Max. OK, um, yes, I just had a meeting like a couple weeks ago with the producers and the writers. Um, so I guess the next step is that they write some episodes or write the pilot. I think that's what happens. And then it gets into like casting and production. I mean, it is, are those meetings exciting for you or is it just another well, stress? I've only had one cause it was like a couple weeks ago. Um, and I literally told this group of people who I've never met before every single ounce of detail of what has gone on to me gone on with me for the past three years and it was like a fucking therapy session because I can't really talk about what really has gone on you know I I don't reveal a lot of it I keep a lot of it behind the scenes yeah um but to me that's like almost the more fascinating part of all of this as your account grows you know but you know it's like that you do kind of genuinely wonder of how is she doing Right. Well, not even that. Just like there's been some like crazy shit that's been go- that has gone on. Um, so I told them everything and it was like a therapy session. You know, were they shocked like, afterwards? Were they just like, like slack jawed? Well, during like some of it, they were like, oh, what? Oh, my God. Wait, what? Like what? Like, I don't know. I just like it was like me telling my story like unfiltered <laughs> because I want the show to be really good. So yeah. if, if they want to use stuff that's not in the book i want them to know it and then if they want to totally throw away the truth and make it totally fictional more fictional then that's also their choice i don't know what they're gonna do but i wanted to give them the option so i told them yeah like what if they make you like they're like oh she's awesome but she has like a gas problem you know like what if they do something like that (laughs) that's disgusting that's what i'm saying you've got to make sure that you look cool at least well, I don't I just like want the story to be good and I want like the vibe to be good, you know, like the vibe of the show. So um I think you're with the right people for that. So I mean Yeah, um, I do too. 
But there is a character in the book, you guys, that there's a little little bit of a relationship. Uh, Ollie is the character name. Uh, and that, you said, was based on a real person. Where are we with Ollie? Um, I saw him in February. Wait, so what month are we in? Like, okay, we're April right now. Yeah, so it's like kind of long that I haven't seen him. Um, nothing. Like every, I talk to him every day. I mean, like we're good friends. I don't. Are you pretend? Are you dating anybody else right now? No, because I literally don't have time. So if I had time, I would be. If I had time to like focus on dating, I think. I would have a lot of fun doing so. <laughs> but since I don't have time, um, you know, there's some days I don't even like shower. You know, I'm like literally on the phone all fucking day. So I'm not really like in the market. Oh my God, Jamal, really, you're like, living my life. This is not good at all. Yeah, like, no. I mean, listen, like some days I don't shower, some days I don't eat until like five o'clock is like the first time I eat. Like, some days I don't go to bed till three in the morning and then I'm like up posting. And then the next day you have to look at your phone immediately like that. You yeah. have to do that the first thing. So almost. I just don't know how I would like at this juncture have time to date. I think I would be I don't even text back my friends anymore. And that's not like me at all. So I just don't think that right now I would have time to devote to dating. Do you? Yeah. Date? What's your story? Dude, I'm I'm like Nicholas Braun, dude. It's every no God, no. no by the way, like no God, no way, no, no. In fact, the Nicholas Braun, you guys gotta listen to last week's episode. She brought. I had no idea that wasn't even on my horizon at all, and that like dropped me. The Nicholas Braun stuff. I was like, no. Oh, really? It's you, not that mainstream yet. See, I no, like for some reason, like I only dabble in TikTok and things like that, and I, you know. I just love Succession and it's very Cousin Greg to hear the, you know, he, he's allegedly slept with a lot of, you know, young women in New York, but then it was even kind of crazier in terms of like just the age of some of these women and stuff like that. And like, that really scared me because you're like, dude, don't go down that path. And it sounds like he potentially already did allegedly. Potentially he already did allegedly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to cover my bases. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, yes, I've heard about him, um, you know, like, whining and dining and 69ing the ladies <laughs> but, but i honestly i never heard about anything your age you just got cousin greg yeah yeah i never oh god no like listen if he's out there doing what they're accusing him of doing that's terrible but i personally have never heard it but that doesn't mean it's not true you know just because i haven't heard it um so we'll see yeah. i don't know i i i know I know journalists know about it. I know they do. So we'll see if they Dang. have evidence to write an article, in which case that'll be pretty bad. That'll be bad. Uh, um, what are you in the next couple of weeks looking forward to? Is there things that are about to come out that you know that we don't know? Like, is there what should we keep our eyes on in terms of celebrity pop culture in the next couple couple weeks? Um, no, I don't think I know of anything like super big happening. Um, there's like a C-lister wedding, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people know. Um, let me think. No, I don't really. A C-lister. Who does the class? Like who, who does the ratings anymore on A, B, C, and D? Like we need an official commission to do ratings like this. I know. I think maybe like, I don't know, like the Hollywood reporter or like, yeah, the Hollywood Reporter or some or variety. No, I think like, there needs to be a Demois commission. You have like an eight trusted source people and you, you know, like rate no, each celebrity in many, person. I mean, listen, there's too many differing opinions on this. 
you'll never get anyone to agree on what the definition is. So I think it's like in the eye of the beholder. That's what I'm going to leave it. I can't, it's almost like the arguing of like celebrity heights. You know, someone will write in and be like, oh, my God, I ran into Ben Affleck. And he's so short. And then someone will write in like, that's a lie. Ben Affleck is not short. I'm 5'8". He was at least five inches taller than me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to the mats with this. Yeah. Um, I'm like, all right. So like, that's, you know, yeah. Two more questions and then, then you're out of here. And by the way, sorry that we're not doing tons of gossip. You guys, I just really enjoy talking to Tomas. So like, I just want to know, but, but by the way, this is, I love, this is what I find entertaining. So, um, the, you know, in terms of the account and your not, I guess your personal life, you don't want to talk about, but you have to have a five-year plan at this point. And like you said, you know, there's got to be, is there an escape plan at this point is, you know, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Like, are, are we, are we going to go, are we going to go on wall street? Are we going to, are we going to throw you out there on the NASDAQ? Like, what is the goal at this point? Because I feel like there's, like I said earlier, there's no way you could have dreamed any of this. So now, you know, do you have the right people in place to actually keep it building without completely destroying who you are? Um, I'm working on that in the next couple months. Um, but also like the goal is to sort of like run everything myself and own a hundred percent of everything right now, instead of like taking help or money or like, you know, raising money and taking other people's money. So I'm trying to do everything myself and I have a big project that I'm working on. Um, that's hopefully going to launch in November in New York in conjunction with another project. That'll be really cool. So yeah, you're getting into Bitcoin, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's like really what my focus is on right now are those two projects. Um, and just like trying to build everything. Like, you know, I've, I've been utilizing, TikTok a lot more and reels. And I don't know if any other content creators out there are listening, but like me posting reels has like helped my engagement a lot on, on Instagram. Wait, you had bad engagement on Instagram? No, but now it's like really good. Now it's really good. I don't know how to use TikTok for the life of me. I see you on there all the time and I love it. It's just that it's, it's, it's a thing that escapes me at this moment. Um, Well, why don't you just put videos? I know I don't have a face, but when you have a, why don't you put these videos on TikTok? That's a good idea, actually. I could break this into clips and stuff. Yeah, are you kidding? Demo- That's what you should do. do you have time to work for me, Demond? Is there any? Is there any? <laughs> what, can I? Can I sweeten the pot? Are you a thousand air yet? Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned. Uh, crying earlier today and then you said something about like potentially get there was something big that happened that you're like oh maybe you can guess or something at the very beginning of us talking do you remember that asking me to like remember what we said an hour ago no i know that's i know it's a horrible thing but i'm just saying like there was something that had just happened or you're like oh maybe you'll guess it or something and you know is there any that you include it in because it sounds like you've had some struggles in the most recent uh, time of the account and stuff. Wait, that's what I was telling you guys to guess. No, I was asking you, telling you guys to guess the vibe. The of HBO my merch. thing. Yeah. No, but then I thought there was something else. Like before we even started, oh, yeah, that I you was, were like, I, I cried today because something happened. Not with the like had to do with Demois, but it has nothing to do with celebrities. That's what I was saying. 
Okay. I don't think you'd be able to guess. It's like really like niche and random, but that's what I think I was saying. I don't know. I uh, no, I I the martini just got to my head and. Yeah, uh, what the- Right. Dude, Are you going to cut this out? This is like we're we sound like two idiots talking to each other. Okay, I've totally. You'll never come on the show again. Um, the the okay. Sorry. The final thing is, uh, in terms of reality shows, Vanderpump Rules, hot and heavy. Is there anything else you're hearing in terms of Bravo television at all? Any kind of blinds? We had like some Southern Charm rumors about Austin oh, potentially yeah. hooking up with Shep's uh, ex girlfriend. But is there anything else that you've been getting in droves lately? Um, no, that was a hot. That was a hot topic for a minute on the DMs. Were you getting them too? Yeah. Stuff with like Austin hooking up with Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yeah. And then Shep being really upset about it and crying. And then um, Shep and Taylor getting back together, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Anything with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Lisa Rinna or anything like that? I mean, Lisa Rinna must have got a new publicist or a new manager. Right? And I think you got a family deal because haven't you noticed Delilah and Amelia Bedelia? They're all like, I feel like they're like on a, like a family phone plan or something. Somebody said to them, you're going to be the next... I don't know what, not even the Hadids because Yolanda Hadid is like, you know, behind the scenes. They, they've been serving looks. So either they got a new stylist or like a new publicist who was like, we're going to get you a new stylist. And she's been everywhere. You know, you're going to see him at Coachella this weekend. Oh, for like I bet, sure. I, I, I bet Lisa Rinna will be there. I mean, like that'll be curious of what celebrities will actually be there. And that I'm excited to see. Um, and finally, just so the audience can leave with this is what is your favorite pop culture moment of all time? Even before you were doing this account, is there one that sticks out to you of like, this just was the most exciting thing to experience pop culture wise. I think it probably had to be like, and I wasn't even that into it, but it was shocking at the time um, when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston broke up and then he got together with Angelina Jolie. Remember those beach pictures? They took a vacation. Yeah. Like the, him and Jennifer Aniston. And it was like their yeah. last weekend, you know, yeah. and I still so, remember those yeah. so well. So to be around for that happening in real time was like kind of crazy. And I think at the time, like obviously I wasn't doing this. I was like, there's no way Brad Pitt cheated on Jennifer Aniston and had an affair with Angelina right? Jolie. I was like, I am not believing that. <laughs> and then now, like, cut to now, I'm like, of course he was. Like, he was 100% cheating on Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Like, 100%. But at the time, I was like, yeah, right. You know? So I was like, I was. That's what we need. You know what? That's what, like, if you, you ever do a, fi- a nonfiction book, you need to do, like, the 100 best pop culture moments like that like Dumois presents and just take people through these moments that kids don't even know about. Yeah. That's the only one I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I'm going to do that book. Okay, good, good, good. Um, you guys, Demois, it's an upstarting account that you should go follow and the podcast, Do You, which I think, like I said, add this to your weekly rotation. It is one of the best pop culture discussions you will hear that week, guaranteed. Also, of course, the book. Uh, listen, if you have a daughter out there, if you have a, like, this is the perfect book to get your kids or yourself. It's a non-please, which hopefully will be turned into a Max show. Uh, and there seems like there's going to be a new merch drop this next week. And then 
it seems like in a couple months, there's going to be huge announcements. There's always something happening with Demois. I, I like, I want to be a part of the Demois newsroom. You can send me to Coachella next year and I'll, I'll work for you. But there's, I just think the, the world is your oyster. And thank you so much for being so kind to me in this show uh, year after year. Oh my God, Ryan, you always say the nicest things. Oh, dude, you know, like I, I, Trent, I genuinely love you. Like I, I, I mean, you know, like I just, I, you just make, you make pop culture exciting to me. That's so nice, Ryan. You really know how to turn a frown upside down. <laughs> By the way, Demond doesn't want. I was the one that made her cry earlier. I was just trying to get her to say it. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, well, you're a comedian. That was good. That was good. Okay, well, hopefully I'll talk to you in six months or so. And by the way, I'm telling you, I'll be your BravoCon reporter this year. Okay. Demois presents So Bad It's Good at BravoCon. I'll it. give you tons of dirt. Let's do it. Okay, it's done. All right. Wait. Also, and remember, I'm I'm Gunther. I'm your Gunther in the Do You Show. Tell the to the writers that okay, I'm going to be your copy barista. I remember? Yes, okay. I do remember actually. Wait. Um. Isn't BravoCon in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, November fourth, fifth, and sixth. So crazy! It's going to be insane. Caesar's Palace. Okay, that's going to be debaucherous. No, I mean people's people are going to lose their lives at the Great yeah. Battle of BravoCon. No, yeah. I'm not, I'm dead serious. Like p- putting it in Las Vegas. Like, what are they thinking? It was already insane in New York this past year. Like, I, know, I didn't, I didn't get out. The same vibe. Oh, I mean, it's going. I mean, it really is going to be insane, and it's going to be so much more access to these people than ever before because anybody can walk into a casino. It's going to be so crazy. How are they going? How are they going to like? Oh, I, I don't even know. How are they going to corral everyone? I don't know. That's up for that. That's the Bravo always handles things beautifully, so I'm sure it's going to be great. You know, I wonder yeah. if Tom Sandoval's band is going to play this year again. Well, you know, I think his fate will be sealed after the reunion. Yeah, which, by the way, have you gotten tons of tips about that? I have. Um, Just the tip that, like, I, and then somebody told me I was wrong, but the person who told me this, I don't know, they would have known. They said that T- Sandoval and James got in a fight. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that, too. But then I also heard other things like I heard like Schwartz had gotten into a fight. Like I've heard a couple of things. I heard that one, the one that you had heard more multiple times from different sources. But at the same time, like they weren't sources that I really could vouch for, you know. And by the way, when I talk to the Vanderpump cast in my DMs and stuff, I don't push them for information. It's either given or it's not. But I never ask questions. Right. Totally. I totally roll the same way. Um, but yeah, not, so no, not that much. Just that the dates. We got to get you to watch one episode. You just need to watch one reunion episode. I think it's going to, it's going to change your life. You know, I see the clips. Like (sighs) I don't watch full episodes of anything. Like I haven't watched the Kardashians. I don't know in how long. Wait, are you watching succession or yellow jackets? You're watching yellow jackets. I'm watching yellow jackets. So I have to watch last night's episode and succession. I've never watched. So, okay, well, you're you're really disappointing me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with everything this weekend. And I hope you actually get a break before your Sunday spotted. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. We'll be back to the show in just one second. But now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week we have a brand new sponsor. And I am so I am so happy about this sponsor because I dig them so much. Their name is Quince. 
That's Q-U-I-N-C-E. And they have some of the coolest, classiest clothes that I've seen on any online store. I was like, are you kidding me? I finally get to dress like a champion? They say shopping for clothes is a compromise because it often feels like I have to choose between saving up for an expensive luxury piece, which I'm trying to do as I get older. And so far, I have just one really nice jacket. (laughs) But you also then find yourself settling for cheap fast fashion items that won't last. But now, since I have elevated my closet with Quince things are starting to take a turn. And I'm going to tell you about what I got in just one second because I am so over the moon. But I want to let you guys know I'm a guy, obviously, amazingly deep voice, but their women's clothes are incredible. I showed my sister last week in Arizona, her and my niece Addison were in love with this. And she was like, can you get me a discount? And I was like, no, please buy something. It helps the show. Hopefully that's going to come through. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you go to the website, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about immediately. So with Quince, I can get high quality, timeless pieces. You can get high quality, timeless pieces without paying that luxury price tag. Because let's not joke around. (laughs) Money is scarce these days. And you got to spend it on pieces that are awesome, that are durable, that will last you, and that will never go out of style. Quince offers a range of must-have items like a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater for only $50, 100% European linen pants for $40, luxurious mulberry silk skirts at $60, not to mention $50 Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from $30. So all their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar luxury brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in your closet forever. So this gets my complete personal endorsement. Now, you know what I you know that line in that movie as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson, he tells Helen Hunt, "You make me want to be a better man." Quince makes me want to be a better dresser, you know? Like I'm like, "Damn, I would look good in these potentially. It is time for upgrades. It's time for me to get back out there in the real world and not just sit behind a computer all day. And with Quince, I would be proud to be seen by people without my basketball shorts on. Now, these are the items I got from Quince. They came pretty much within a week of me ordering them, and they are awesome. Okay, so you want to hear what I got? Uh, I was able to get two things, and I got a double-brushed stretch overshirt jacket. It is like navy blue, and it's cool because it's like I like cover-ups, you know, just, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm shy. But I love, like, you can wear it with a T-shirt. You can uh, button it up, and it kind of looks like this cool shirt. But then if you unbutton it, kind of like almost like a thin jacket, and it just, like, the material is so, so, like, it just... It's really nice material, and you can tell it is very, very durable. That's not all, folks. You, you, you know your boy loves a jacket, right? Well, I got, I got a jacket, and I am ecstatic with this. I'm trying to find the actual description of the jacket because you got you to gotta hear about it. Okay, yeah, it's the uh, 100% European linen blazer, also navy blue. This thing, European linen, folks... Your boy is worldwide. 
But I'm telling you, this thing is classy. Once again, you could wear it with a t-shirt. You could wear it with a light button-up. You could. It is a perfect light jacket for summer that's like a little classy. You know, if I went to Buca de, Be- Buca de Beppo, Dorit's room, I think it's perfect to wear there or any kind of summer event where you need to be a little bit more upscale. And the price on this is the right price. Trust me. I am so thrilled that these guys are my sponsor and I need you all to go and just look at the website because I don't even think I have to sell you on it. I think the website will sell you on it, but I want everybody to get something. I mean, I think this is a potentially a gift to you as well. Um, but I will say when I saw these, I got a little nervous because I was like, oh my God, these got to be really, really expensive. And then it turned out it was stuff that I could afford. And I was like, no way. Why have I ever been shopping elsewhere? Um, and like they said, the, the price is a fraction of what you expect and totally impressed with the quality. Um, so I bet you're wondering how they do it. I was wondering how they do it. Now, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings you guessed it on to you. And what's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices. That's very important. And premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So you and I can feel good about getting high quality items that last longer. Now, this is the most important part of this message. Shop with Quince today and discover the affordable luxury you deserve. Right now, go to quince.com slash so bad and you're going to get free shipping. And you also have 365 days to return um, sorry, 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash so bad. Q-U-I-N-C-E. That's free shipping, 365 day returns, quince.com slash so bad. That is going to be in the show notes as well all week long. So you are going to be hearing about quince all week long, folks. And I am actually happy to have you hear about it. So now back to the show. Okay, folks, how's everybody doing? Demois, wasn't that fun? Just silly. We're just a bunch of silly, silly gooses. Um, if you're the first time listening to us, uh, hey, it's okay. It's uh, I hear I'm like a virus. It's weird at first, and then eventually you get used to it. Uh, and then we have fun. Let's see here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what I did today, too. And this weekend, I was inside a lot, as I usually am nowadays, and I was doing those Patreon episodes, and a couple things. Coachella was this weekend, which we're going to get into. Now, Coachella, if you've been listening to this show, means so much to me because I've been to like 13 or 14 of them at this point, and I went even last year. The reason I bring this up is because me and my friend Megan went, and we ended up with um, the, the Vanderpump crew last year. It was Ariana, it was uh, Scandaval, uh, our buddy Logan, uh, Billy Lee, who we'll talk about in a second. You had Sheena and Brock, and uh, who's that? Rachel, Raquel, Rachel, Ratchet. She was there, Jesse Montana, the whole crew. And they really were, you know, they were so amazing, so accommodating. Tom was so great. Ariana was great. The whole thing was so magical for an older man to get back on that field after the pandemic. Because I would have my team of people that I would go with every year. And it meant the world to me. It was like the time of the year that I look forward to the most. Now, going with a new crew, that is always scary. And they made it a lot less scary. 
scary. But also what I realized uh, Coachella last year was a lot of the bands I really, you know, the Arcade Fire did a secret set that I love was my favorite part of the weekend. You had the actual artist the weekend with Swedish House Mafia. You had Harry Styles, who I became a fan of that weekend. Um, so many amazing artists. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers was there. Uh, just so many great special moments. But I also started to realize that music uh, was passing me by in certain ways, in terms of new music, because these kids, these kids are so smart and savvy and listen to everything. So I was exposed to so much new music, and a lot of that's good, but a lot of that can be scary. I don't know if you guys feel that way sometimes, too, because there's just so much of everything. You know, it used to feel like there was not so little, but not nearly as much. And then a lot of it, too, I was like, well, I don't know if this is necessarily for me, but I just love uh, when people are fans of anything. That's where this show is born out of, people that are fans of things, people that love things. Um, I think that's such an important difference. You know, it's you can hate things that you love, too. Like I said, I hate the situation that the Vanderpump Rules uh, show is going through right now, but I love the show itself. So I love that festival so much and what it means because it brings people together. You get to watch like 110,000 people roam around on a field with smiles on their faces, sometimes because they're uh, smoking a little, you know what I'm saying? But it's really nice. It's one of those things where if you like to see happy people, go to a concert or a music festival. You're going to see a lot of them. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But uh, it was it was a wild time just because I was like, wow, I don't know or starting to not care about a lot of these things. I'm always up for listening to new music. I try to listen to one album a day while I'm working uh, and I'll just pick random new albums or whatever Spotify or Apple Music suggests. And I pride myself on that. But even then, I can sometimes realize like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily understand this. In fact, um, Friday night's headliner at Coachella Music Festival was Bad Bunny. Benito, which, you know, I've learned more and more about Bad Bunny over the last year. And uh, he is so insanely popular. I mean, wow, the crowd he drew on Friday night. And what was so cool for people that have their knees hurt and are getting older and can't, you know, because it's also such a, a taxing weekend because you're walking from where you park or get Ubered, you, you walk like a mile and a half in, and then at night you're walking a mile and a half out. Your phone's almost dead. You're trying to get an Uber. It is I mean, and believe me, at the end of the day, it's just a music festival, but your body and your mind is just thrashed. But it's really exciting at the same time. And each day you have to get up and go, I'm going to do this all over again. And at the end of the night, you're just, whoa, you're walking 30,000 steps a day, uh, which I wear a Fitbit. So it's always very exciting that week for my Fitbit numbers. Um, But it is, uh, it's just a really intense, fun time. But Bad Bunny he was on the Coachella live stream, which is so amazing because like I said, I hurt my knees. So I got to watch a lot of the music acts 
on the live stream. In fact, I went over to my buddy Nick's house on Friday night because he was the guy I used to go with. And uh, he was putting his daughter to bed. We were jamming out to the band Wet Leg. And then his daughter was really enjoying the Blink-182 reunion set. I mean, this kid's almost two years old and she has great, she has better music taste than I did it to. I'll tell you that much. I was listening to that Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round crap. But uh, she was jamming out. She was loving it. Loved Blink-182. She was starting to go to bed around Blondie time. And that's that's fine. We'll get to Blondie in a second. But it's great because when we first started going to Coachella in mid-2000s, I think it was, you know, they, they didn't have the YouTube live stream. You know, each year technology has gotten better and better and better. And this, as you can tell, is a monologue about technology. We're going to talk about streaming services, the good and the bad. Um, not just in streaming music festivals, but in streaming Love is Blind, in streaming, uh, you know, just trying to get our eyes everywhere and the accessibility of something. And when something is promised and not delivered on, how that potentially affects consumer trusting of the brand. You know, is that maybe we won't go to Netflix next time when we need to trust that we are going to see one of our favorite shows have a reunion like Love is Blind this season which was supposed to be tonight. So anyways, the technology got better and better at Coachella, not only in the field where the screens got bigger and bigger, there were bigger sets, bigger everything, everything. The spectacle got bigger every year. I was there the year Daft Punk played in the Sahara tent. I think it was like 2006. And at the time, I, I shit you not, I tell you, me and Nick, I remember, you know, we were Daft Punk fans. But seeing that, they came out with this thing called the Pyramid, and their bit was that they're robots, and they have some of the f awesome, funnest, intense dan dance music out there at the time. I think it still completely holds up. But at that time, in 2006, the electric dance music movement really got born on that night at Coachella when that Pyramid stage came out. And I don't mean the music itself, but I meant the spectacle because it was so technologically advanced. Now, if you go back and watch clips of that night on YouTube, or, you know, I think there's a documentary about it, it looks like uh, a student theater production of Oklahoma. It looks so basic. It looks like a community theater production. I mean, it is so funny, because you're like, wait a sec. In 2006, I remember going, holy shit, aliens have landed. I've never seen anything like this. And they've improved upon it each year and each year. All of these EDM artists and everybody, their stage shows are so intense. Like, it is like a roller coaster every show. I'm, I'm shocked people aren't just, like, passing out. I mean, they are. Uh, but they're just having, like, cardiac arrest because it's the intensity of these things. I mean, I was watching this set on uh, the outdoor stage last night from the comfort of a couch. And it was Eric Prides, this EDM DJ. And he was doing this show called Hollow, and it's all holograms. And it was, like, scary as hell. And I'm watching from my couch. I can't even imagine being on whatever I would be on, be on being on at Coachella, seeing that, and be like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. That was too scary. I mean, it's just gotten so amazing, but also it's become a whole different animal. These productions are just so big. And when I said that Sahara Tent with Daft Punk, I think back then you could probably pit, fit – 
what, like 15,000 people in the Sahara tent, which is a lot. The Sahara tent now is bigger than the main stage. It looks like you can fit like 60,000 people under there. And when you see it on the Coachella live stream, which I think you'll be able to see videos tomorrow from the weekend as well, you, it's just a sea of people. It's a sea of people. You get lost. You get, I mean, it is just an adventure. But anyways, I got to watch that from the comfort of my own home this weekend, a lot of the acts. And I was watching Bad Bunny and everybody, I was on Twitter because this is the fan experience, right? I love it all. I love reality television, movies, music, all of that, just like you guys do. But part of my fun is going on Twitter and seeing what people are talking about and how it's moving them or not moving them. And Bad Bunny is one of those people. I feel like, I feel horrible. Why do I not fully get it? Why don't I get it? It's not the language barrier. There's something that I don't get that I'm trying to get. And I realize that I am in, I could, I'm not in the wrong because I'm not saying he's bad. I just want to feel what everybody's feeling with him because everybody has such joyous things to say. And when I see him, it's really kind of, I don't get moved at all. I'm trying to, you know, and uh, it's interesting. And also he didn't put to bed any of the rumors that me and Demois were talking about on our show, on the show today is that uh, Kendall Jenner was definitely there with her friends. And he did post, uh, I believe, an Instagram where you could see Kendall's hair in the background while he was driving around on a golf cart. One, of, I guess it's just another thing I don't understand about Bad Bunny is the Kendall Jenner part of it all. So, oh, also, as we talked about in Demois, uh, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, there was one TMZ story they got published about that and it got immediately taken down saying that they had been together but that got taken down and i believe as of this moment at 126 in the morning monday morning they have not gotten an official picture yet of them together at coachella like some people were predicting a lot can happen in the next six hours but i don't believe we got it so that can put that to bed also, the other thing, I watched Blackpink on Saturday night. That was the headliner, uh, one of the biggest K-pop bands of the world, one of the biggest bands. And it was another thing that I fully don't know if I understood. I was like, oh, this is just really amazingly choreographed pop music, which I like. But I I mean, you know, I'm even Lady Gaga, I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I totally get this. Blackpink, it was another thing. But you go on Twitter and it just makes people obsessed it moves them so i want to like i i love the love for them i just always want to be honest about my feelings and i want to i want that i want a little of that love to rub off on me you know i go into these things wanting to love everything um and that leads us to tonight which unfortunately got really messed up uh in terms of the live stream for coachella and that's gonna take us into talking about the live stream of love is blind and over on hbo max because like I've always said about this show, I geek out about the behind the scenes like you do too. So we, I want to walk through a couple of those things because it really is going to affect the future of all of these streaming services that we have to pay for each month and how little these streaming services seem to know about the consumers that pay them money. So today I was really excited because I was like, okay, I'm going to do a Patreon and then I'm going to get some like, I'm going to go out into the world, get some air. And I did. And guess what your boy did? He went to Arrow One, the really way overpriced supermarket in Los Angeles where all the influencers go. And I was like, yeah, look at me. I'm kind of an influencer. I'm in some old Navy basketball shorts. Let's do this. And I went in there and I got the Haley Bieber smoothie. And I got this crispy tuna sandwich that all the girlies on TikTok are doing because I want to understand the girlies on TikTok, you know, before I become one fully. 
Um, and the smoothie was, it was like $18, you guys. And I was mistaken because I thought Haley Bieber actually made the smoothies in the store herself. She wasn't even anywhere to be seen. They had just, just regular employees making it. I'm like, $18 for this? And Randy was helping me out? No, I want Haley Bieber actively making the smoothie for me. Look, the smoothie was pretty. It was like, I've had smoothies at home that are similar And, you know, the Ryan Bailey smoothie just flamed out. Nobody bought it. But I've told, I mean, it wasn't that, it it wasn't, I was more, the the overall feeling was, wow, this is really expensive. But it was fun to go do and get that air and all that. And then I was like, okay, cool. Then I'll come back and I'll have a magical night of television that I've earned. Because uh, I'll come back and you got the Love is Blind finale which I started watching over the weekend because I didn't know a lot about, but my all, everybody's loving it. Medica, every everybody's talking about Love is Blind. So I want to be a part of that conversation. And I'm now desperately looking for things to get me away from Vanderpump Rules a little bit. And by the way, not because I'm sick of it. I mean, there's elements I'm sick of. I love Vanderpump Rules so much and will continue to talk about everything. But it's just been so much. There's been so much information that I'm like have to remind myself um, that there are other things out there and and start investing in those. And I would recommend that to all of us. So when it ends in a month and a half, we can make a seamless transition and we can make it joyous instead of, oh man, sucks. What are we going to do for the next six months before the new season comes out? Um, so I was going to do that. Watch Love is Blind. Watch Succession, the new episode, episode uh, three, right? It was episode three tonight, which, by the way, now it's been a week. Spoiler alert. Logan, the head of the family, died last episode. And this episode was so brilliant, you guys, because it was basically the kids and all of the people around them and in the business starting to kind of feel out who is going to run the business now and all of the machinations and the maneuverings behind the scenes. And it was really just gross and disgusting and funny. I mean, I laugh out loud so much with Succession. They've just built such a perfect beast uh, such a perfect foundation and such good acting and just everything is so top-notch so that was great then Barry with Bill Hader premiered tonight they had two new episodes and Barry was oh, man that the character of Barry has completely lost it that is a really insane show and I'm so proud that Bill Hader did it and that HBO Max lets him do it because it's not the easiest subject matter but Bill Hader is so talented at what he does that he makes it very accessible a very challenging character and story so highly recommend that so I was going to do that and the Coachella live stream, I was like flipping around all the different stages they have, all the different YouTube channels. And I was really excited because Bjork was going to play and then Frank Ocean. Now, Frank Ocean is a reclusive artist who has last performance was six years ago. He was supposed to play Coachella like in 2020 and then had, you know, of course, the pandemic happened and he didn't sign up for last year's Coachella, but he had signed up for this year's. So everybody was like, sweet. So he was going to close out Sunday night and they were live streaming all the performances. So I was like, amazing. What luck. I don't have to go get a bunch of sand and dust in my throat and I can just watch it from the comfort of my own home. And then being difficult, you know, I hear he does have a very difficult reputation. I don't know, Frank. I know he's a big fan of this show, but uh, (laughs) could you imagine he's like, Ryan, listen, uh, what is going on with Tom? (laughs) It is crazy. 
No, but uh, I'm a big fan of his music. It's very emotional, very beautiful. The last time I saw him was at FYF Fest in Los Angeles, and just a really amazing set that was. But very, very emotional music, very in-your-feelings music, which I am always down for. But I thought it would have been really beautiful out there on the desert. And especially there's this cool breeze that comes in at night that's just really magical. Um. So then, you know, we find out that Bjork is not going to live stream her set and uh, and then Frank Ocean is not live streaming his set. And Frank Ocean is a man of few words. He rarely releases music. He rarely the tours. It's all very mysterious. Uh, everything involving Frank. And I think that's one of the things people love about him. So he uh, and then I was like, kind of like, oh, my God, is he just not coming out? Because everything seemed a mess, and I'm sure we'll get more word this week on what the behind-the-scenes stuff was, because something definitely was up, because he was an over an hour late for his set. Now, Calvin Harris, the DJ, was 25 minutes late, because I was watching his set at like 12 midnight last night, and he was late, and his end time was 1 a.m. They have a 1 a.m. curfew in Indio, California. I hope this isn't boring to you guys, because I'm so fascinated with this kind of stuff, just like I am TV and stuff. Um... Can I say stuff one more time? Ugh, stuff. So 1 a.m. is the curfew. And on Sunday nights, it's midnight. Now, if you go over that curfew, supposedly the festival charges the artist $1,000 per minute. And I think there is also fines by Indio itself. And so Calvin Harris, I was like, oh, he's going to yank, even though he went 26 minutes. He was late. He's going to probably still end at the you know, time he's supposed to, but he did the right thing and he went 30 minutes over. So he must've said, you know what? I can afford 30,000, which he very much can, but also it didn't, you know, the 26 minutes that the audience lost, he made sure to make up on the back end. And I think that is part of respecting your audience, which I think is a very important part of being a performer across the board, whether it be uh, little mini people like me podcasting, you know, the people that I am fortunate to have listening, they do expect it, probably not as much as this, but they expect something. And you always want to provide for people that um, actually show up for you doesn't mean you bow over. It doesn't mean that you just throw out all of your artistic sensibilities. But there's got to be a marriage between performer and audience that is based with mutual respect. You can't hate your audience so much that you continually aggravate them. Morrissey, by the way, from The Smiths, he's another one. He cancels shows at the last minute. I've seen him throw fits on stage. I, you know, I saw him throw a fit at Coachella when I saw him there. You know, it makes it very challenging to be sometimes fans of artists that are, that are, and I want to say this in the kindest words, so artistically, um, so, I mean, I, I don't know them personally, but they must just take this so seriously that they need everything so perfect and need the perfect feelings inside of them. But it brings up an interesting question that you can ask of anything, even about reality stars and what they do on screen or movie stars and, and their relationship with the audience. But you have to be able to show up at some point for the audience. You just have to, especially in a live a live event where you have 110,000 people in the middle of the desert. A lot of people have traveled from far and wide to see you. And, uh, you know, it, you know, like J.D. Salinger. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think I was going to bring up J.D. J.D. Salinger, the reclusive author who's passed away, but he wrote Catcher in the Rye, Franny and Zooey, Nine Stories, so many books and novellas that I've loved. But <clears throat> he kind of disappeared. 
He stopped releasing books even. You know, fascinating thing about him, he just started writing books and he kept them in a safe. He never released them. Supposedly there's 26 unreleased manuscripts that were in a lock, locked deposit safe box or something uh, that when he passed. And uh, there's a great documentary about him in this. But he did what he loved, but he realized he couldn't be there for the audience in the way that the audience potentially wanted him there. So he became very reclusive. He still lived a life, married, kids, the whole thing. But he stopped releasing because he couldn't keep up with what his books were potentially doing to people, especially Catcher in the Rye. If you remember, it was what Mark David Chapman, um, he killed John Lennon. Uh, a long time ago in New York, and he used that book, Catcher in the Rye, as one of the reasons why he killed John Lennon. Um, <clears throat> so you learn something here sometimes. So he just went away and kind of you know loved writing so much, he kept doing it. He just didn't sell it to anybody. But when commerce gets involved, people get involved, even more so than commerce, you've got to respect that because that's people's hearts. People's loves, people get excited, this, people live for this kind of stuff. Because life, if you've noticed, can be bleak. And so you need these things. We need our reality shows. We need them to be on time, and we need them to be there when they're promised to us. And that's what we pay for. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, Frank was an hour late. They didn't do a live stream. So all of these people that had planned their whole weekend around their live stream, I didn't, but I was really excited to see it. But a lot of people did, man. I was reading so many comments of like, I have a party full of people here. And he just kind of yanked it. No explanation, nothing. That's really shitty when people really plan on that stuff and that moment to kind of help them start their week or in their week or just help. And there was no explanation for that, but whatever. So I was like, I'm on TikTok and Instagram finding people's live streams from the crowd. And, you know, you know, live stream, it's, you know, it's just so many people are using their phone there that it would pause every second. You could barely see it. I didn't even know if he was there. I could hear his beautiful voice, but he only played like 53, <clears throat> 53 minutes or 54 minutes. 10 of those minutes, there was an extended DJ break. Uh, he had people walking around on the stage, but it, there was no real choreography. There was no, um, it was, and by the way, I'm judging this basically on just on Instagram and TikTok videos, but I will say I've gotten messages from a couple of people that were there and they were not happy with that performance as well. I hope Frank was happy, but I don't know how you could be. But anyways, instead of going over and paying for whatever, or, you know, using, coming out on time, which he should have done, I don't know what that story was. But he decided at curfew to end it and did not go over. So he did one of the shortest headliner sets in Coachella history. Now he gets next weekend, they do it all over again. So he has a chance to make up for anybody's sour grapes, sour feelings and stuff. And I hope he really does. I hope he really shows people um, what he's all about. Because, you know, a lot of people still don't know who Frank Ocean is, which is wild. But he doesn't really help that you know, he's not out, he's not thirsty like a lot of artists are, um, which you appreciate about him. But at the same time, you're like, don't be so artsy, you know, like you have such this beautiful voice. Share that, man, as much as you can. I appreciate the non-thirst levels that you appear to have. But my God, be a little thirsty just for us. Um, but I wanted to say something, and I, I, I told this story, I think, about a year and a half ago or two years ago, talking about my favorite Coachella experiences. It was 2008, I believe. Was it 2008, Ryan? Why am I now talking to myself? I think it was 2008. 
2008 or 2008 or 2009, and Prince was headlining Saturday night at Coachella. And I was talking to Nick about this because he was there with me, and we were talking about uh, all the concert footage and pictures we've taken on our phone of concerts over the years, and how when you go back and look at it, you're like, you know, in the moment, you're like, look at all this shit. Look at all these pictures and videos. I've got everything. And then you go back and look at them, and you're like, these are all horrible pictures. Like, is, is Apple degrading the photo quality of the pictures we've taken from a decade ago? Or or they just, or it's just that poor phone quality? Like, you're like, I was looking at these things, and I was, like, remembering them in such a different way. And I got to them, and I'm like, wow, these are horrible. Why did I just keep taking pictures? Why didn't I just watch it? Because these all suck. But Prince in 2008, I didn't even, I don't even think I had a phone with video on it yet. Like that I could take any, and I don't have any photos of or pictures of Prince's performance. But what, what, what he did have, and Prince is also was known for being very, you know, uh, rest in peace. You know, one of the, one of the most talented people I've ever seen in my life, but also another person that lived and died by how they feel, how they felt in the moment, how the art in them, you know, how they really were like, if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. If I do feel it, I will do it and kill it. But he's got to feel it. And that can be very difficult. Now, uh, Prince did 30 nights at the Los Angeles Forum back in the day. This was even before the Coachella set. And me and my buddy Pat, he was selling all tickets for $25 because he was trying to sell out 30 nights. And we're like, $25, that is the right price. And so my buddy Pat had went already and he goes, dude, three hours show played all the hits and Prince would like, you know, we had seen him a bunch before and he would dabble with the hits. He wouldn't really, you know, he was playing the new stuff. Wasn't, I don't personally love the new stuff or his old new stuff as much as uh, he probably did at the time, but the old stuff. Wow. But he said it was the best thing he ever saw. So I was like, Oh my God, we need to go. And so I got tickets for a Friday night and I think he had seen it Thursday night, Friday night. It's good, right? The show's good. He brings out Alicia Keys as a guest. He was always having all sorts of guests come out. Uh, you know, he did Purple Rain. I was like, oh, sweet. And I'm like, okay, we're getting warmed up, man. We're like an hour and 15 in. He's doing Purple Rain. We got potentially another hour 45 of this dude. Wow. And then around an hour and a half in, he's like, good night. And leaves. <laughs> it leaves. And I was like, and everybody is confused. Everybody's like, well, no, no, he's coming back out. He's coming back out. And we sat there for like 30 plus minutes. They even turned up the lights and we were like, no, nah, man, he's probably, he's probably just taking a break. He's probably getting, he's feeling it. And he's going to come right back out. And he didn't. Hour and a half, Prince. And you're like, damn. I was mad in the moment. And I went home and I was like, you know what? He's an artist. He's an artist. That's what he does. He's, you know, he doesn't have anything to prove to me. I only paid 25 bucks, whatever. And then the next day, you know, tickets were sold out already. But I am one of those people that just will go on Ticketmaster and just keep hitting refresh <laughs> when I want something. Unfortunately, I can't do that with Taylor Swift and Beyonce because now they have verified pre-sale and I'm screwed. By the way, thank you once again to, uh, to Bridge. I, I think I mentioned... Uh, uh, one of the uh, Patreon listeners, Bridget, um, she w- she so generously gave me two tickets to the Tampa show of Taylor Swift on Friday, and I couldn't go. Her and her daughter went, and I would have killed to have seen that, and I just could not do it because of the MRI and everything that's been going on. Um, but the next day, I was refreshing and refreshing on Ticketmaster, and 
like at 6 p.m., two tickets popped up. And I was like, hey, Pat, I just bought two tickets to Prince tonight. Do you want to go? Do you want to try this again? See what he does? And he's like, I'm picking you up. And we raced over to the forum. And we're like, wow, these are probably nosebleed seats. Well, I really didn't pay attention. You guys, we had third row seats. We sat next to Matt Damon and his wife, Lucia, and their kids. And he came out, and it was just a different energy already. You could tell this guy was feeling it. The band was feeling it. He played three and a half hours out that night. He played everything. Played everything. He wanted to keep going. The audience was exhausted. I mean, we were running on fumes. He had all the energy in the world. Just killing it. I'd never experienced anything like that in my life, and it was magical. It was magical. I even shared a look with Matt Damon where we were like, holy shit, is this real? And it was very real. This dude was touched by some hand of God or whatever you believe in, and he was just so talented. Everybody in that stadium or everybody in that forum arena was on their feet and he was just that little wicked prince smile anyways cut to coachella people were like that thing like is he going to come out he's probably not going to play the hits he's going to just probably bore this crowd with a lot of the new stuff and he came out and he was like he was ready dude he was like yo let's go and he just did a hits catalog. But then he, his band, he brought out like Morris Day in the Time. He brought out Sheila E. He brought out all. They were doing Jungle Love. They were doing uh, Glamorous Life. It was insane. It was the best show I'd ever seen in my life. He even um, did a cover of Radiohead's Creep because Radiohead had headlined, I think, the year or two before. And they had said, hands down, that was the best headlining set that Coachella ever had. So Prince literally was like, fuck you, Radiohead, and started doing this version of Creep that was so beautiful and so just he nailed it. And at the end, at the end of that night, he said a couple things. He said, this is Prince's house now. And we were like, damn, Prince just stole the house from Radiohead. But that night, it was just so, so magical. And he showed up for us, the audience, because we had always showed up for him. And that's why I was kind of bummed with Frank Ocean tonight, because he didn't show up for us. But maybe for him, it's not about the audience. It's about him and his, you know, everybody approaches art differently. But also that Prince show, I just love talking about it so much. It truly was magical. I have this really shitty bootleg of it. I should give it to you guys sometime. But uh, he, uh, he one time, he pointed up and he said, right now, you are at the coolest place on earth right now. And we thought about that and we're like, wait a sec. There's a chance that's actually true right now in this moment. 80,000 of us on this field screaming and dancing to Prince. You know, 1999, little red Corvette. And maybe right at this moment, we are at the coolest place on earth right now. What could be cooler than this? And it was one of those sets where you're just looking at strangers, you're high-fiving them, you're like, whoa! It brings people together. And so uh, I, I know this isn't extended so bad it's good uh, because I'm just enjoying talking to you guys. So feel free to leave when you need to. Um, 
<clears throat> so that is the power of music. That is that. And now with live streaming, it's really magical because you can sometimes get a fraction of that experience, but still a little bit of that experience in the comfort of your own home. And I find it really exciting. I'll be doing that until the day I die. Me and Nick, we're talking. We're like, maybe someday we'll get back out there. Okay, now I'm going to do so many diversions here. I'm going to bring it back to HBO, but I want to talk about Vanderpump Rules and Coachella really quick. Like I said, uh, last year I was at Coachella with all those people. Uh, if you've been paying attention, there has been a disruption with a certain relationship in that cast. So uh, Sandoval and Ariana were planning on going to Coachella together. I know they were on um, the group of people that did go. He was a part of that. They had a house already, all of that stuff. So... Um, <laughs> you know, listen, Ariana soft launched a new guy. Um, the, the guy, the gentleman's name is da, 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 the, the gentleman's name is Dan. He is buff as hell. And what I will tell you from people that are there is that what they stress to me is that how amazing, cause I was like, Oh, he's a trainer. Like he's like, Oh no, he's so much more than a trainer. Um, and I don't mean trainer is a bad thing. That's just how I, I don't know Dan personally. Uh, I believe Ariana met him at, um, the, the wedding that she went to. Um, and it, he's supposedly just a really, really nice, amazing guy. Um, Listen, I don't trust anybody these days. I don't. I hope he's a nice, amazing guy, but let's just keep him off of Vanderpump Rules, and then let, let's that'll assure that he stays a nice guy. I don't know how serious this is, and I'm sure we'll find out all of that stuff in the future. But what looks like the most important thing is that she had a great time, and that's really, really cool. Um, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, I got sent a lot of funny pictures over the weekend. I talked a little bit about that on the Patreon today. Um, it, uh, it was, it was, it looked like a great weekend. I was really jealous on Friday night cause I was like really enjoying watching the live stream. Uh, what I wasn't jealous of about all the walking and having to do all those influencer parties and all that stuff they were going to, they got tattoos at the Poosh event, um, <laughs> which is very funny. Can you imagine Courtney Kardashian being involved in one of your tattoo experiences? Oh my God. Did you see that on the, um, blink 182 live stream, Courtney and Travis were like, or like Courtney was on the side of the stage with all of Travis's kids. And I just kept getting distracted because I would see Courtney just like right on the side, like out there on the stage. Um, but it looks like everybody had a good time. They were all loving life, which it was really good vibes. And then it brings us to the next point is that Tom was not at Coachella. He did not plan on going to Coachella. Um, uh, you know, everybody put out this rumor on Friday night that Tom was headed to Coachella. He was actually headed to like this, this show, this like, what was it? It was like the NAM event. Uh, like an industry showcase event, I believe, with his band. And, you know, he was like, oh, he was spotted wearing a T. Sandy shirt with his initials T. Sandy in it. I'm like, Tom dresses every day like he's going to Coachella. That doesn't mean he's going to Coachella. And they had this picture of him getting out of a car. Like, he's in game. Like, no. Like, we've got to stop doing this shit. Like, we've really got to. Because there's enough really weird real shit to actually prove and believe in that we're ruining a lot of things by people just posting shit and just, like, then they don't take it down once it's disproven. And it really frustrates me because I'm saying there's so much stuff we can talk about. Like Tom really did hang out with Billy Lee this weekend. Billy Lee, of course, is the uh, the former cast member of Vanderpump Rules. And by the way, Billy Lee, she was there last uh, year when we were all at Coachella. I remember waiting in line with her and Tom and the uh, the bathrooms. And uh, Tom was taking along in the bathroom. So I was out there with Billy Lee. And I didn't really know Billy Lee that well at that point. And, uh, and I was like... She was kind of, she always intimidates me for some reason. Um, 
she was nice to me. But uh, anyways, what's wild is that Billy Lee, you know, is is a big champion of Ariana, uh, or so I thought. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear. I don't think that'll be a public thing. Why she was hanging out with Tom? I guess maybe you know, maybe everybody. I don't know what you know. Maybe everybody deserves a second chance, kind of a vibe. Maybe she wants back on the show. You're going to see a lot of people crawling out of the woodwork. You know, we've already seen the first round, the the, the heavy hitters. You know, you got the Jacks and the Doty and all of those things. Um, which, by the way, I want to talk about on Tuesday, Doty's comments about Tom Sandoval's Mandel interview because she made a point of what he said on there was almost verbatim of things that she said about ending their relationship, which I think is fascinating to think about. And I forgot a lot about that. But anyways, Tom hung out with Billy Lee. He went to Tom Tom. And he did, uh, Ken and Lisa were there and they talked and I just, I don't know, man. I think at this point it's like, go away for a little bit, man. You're going to be back on the show. You're going to be touring with your band, but also maybe don't go to spots where people are just going to be, holy shit, Tom Sandoval's here. Go to fucking like, you know, Red Lobster. I don't know. <laughs> go to Macaroni Grill, man. Like what you, it, cause then it just shows me that you want attention. You just, you need it. You need that attention. You need that fix. And I just think that part of it's gross. It's like, lay low. I know you don't like being not liked, but the more you do shit like this, the more you're extending people not liking you. I think eventually it will go away. Like like I said, we're, all of a sudden we're championing Jax all of a sudden. Like, he's a good guy again to everybody. Like, every, the pendulum always swings. Always. We know that from studying pop culture. The pendulum always swings. Tom will be back in at least a portion of people's good graces at some point. But I'm sorry, at this point, still, you're not going to have, you're not tugging at my heartstrings yet. Maybe for you guys. But I think when you do something really, really devious, it's going to take a while. It's not hopeless. People will eventually forgive him completely and life moves on. And it looks like both of them will eventually be happier without the other. But also, you know, the Ariana thing is like, uh, man, I hope she's so happy. I hope she's having the time of her life. And also, you know what? Um, Good for her because she wasn't cheating on Tom. She didn't have a full-blown relationship. The people that don't lie and cheat and do things like that, they deserve to do whatever they want because they're living their life honestly. They're living a life of integrity and respect and things that are kind of important. So, man, I'm, I'm, I really, I'm, I'm happy as hell. I don't, I, you know, and I don't really have anything other to say about it. But by the way, I believe Ariana will be speaking on a lot of this very soon, uh, even away from Bravo. Um, and I'm really excited to hear because there are so many details, you guys, that people don't even know yet. And that's the thing. When we keep making up rumors and like believing just random DMs with like egg faces, like they don't even have real profile pictures and people post that stuff, it just doesn't help any cause. You just create a fervor that doesn't even need to be there because there's so many other real things that the fervor could be about. I'm an old man, I'm crotchety, and I'm going to just stand up on a soapbox and be, ah, how dare you crazy kids? But really, it's upsetting to me because I'm like, we're, we're getting distracted from the real shit. Like, no, Brock didn't hook up with Raquel, well, you know, but guess who did? Tom Sandoval. It's right there, you know, like it is right there. Um, so that is very cool. Um, that is very cool. Tom also, what a, he shaved that mustache, and I've never missed a mustache so much. He then was posting, I guess, a Kyle Chen making more of his Fruit Loop necklaces that I call them. 
he was making his beaded necklaces and I don't know, man, I, I, I wish him well, but I hope he gets some time off and, and learns to live away from cameras and away from sneaking and all of that stuff. And oh, that was the other thing we talked about the uh, mental health retreat. Now I was sent a message. Now this is very different. I was sent a message on, uh, I think I talked about it with Demois. I talk about it potentially on Mercedes podcast today. I got it Friday morning, but the difference is I got it from a source that I completely know and trust. And that is so close to that situation that there's no way that they don't know. And it's also somebody I trust not to lead me in the wrong direction. Because I think a lot of people are just throwing shit out there to confuse things and to confuse creators and stuff. And people are taking it because they, they want to be so on top of it. Uh, that's why I didn't post this weekend a lot. Um, because like I was given the information about Ariana's dude and I didn't feel like posting that because then my weekend would have been DMS about that. And I already can't answer my DMS as is, but then I would have had like a lot of people in my DMS asking me questions that I potentially wouldn't be able to answer. And I just wanted to enjoy the Coachella live stream and live my life. So I just, I was like, ah, everybody else can do it. I'll just uh, hang back. And so, yeah, I, I potentially missed an exclusive, but who cares? Right? Like who cares? So uh, yeah, the, the, so Raquel, from what I understand, is, uh, you know, seeing some people about her mental health, but she also is going to the wellness resort. And Tom Sandoval, what I had heard, what I was told, will be meeting her there sometime this week. Now, if I was a betting man, I would almost say that I bet he goes to Coachella next weekend because it's in the same area. You're all, it's all desert area. I think... Uh, Miraval's in Arizona, but I don't know if that's exactly the, I'm not going to say that's definitively the place that they're going to, but, and also these plans might change because once they break to people and you road test them of like, Oh shit, people really don't like us doing this. You know, it, things can always get canceled, but I will say I'm completely confident in my source and they would not lead me astray. And it's a source that is very, very close to all of that. Um, so that was that. Okay. Now, as we start bringing it on home, and don't worry, we've got all week to talk about stuff because I also want to talk about Southern Hospitality being renewed for a second season. Uh, we're going to get to some basics this week. we got some good interviews. We're going to just chat some pop culture. But uh, thanks for allowing me to talk to you guys like this. This is more of a looser show and more of a personal show than I've been doing in the last little bit. And it's really nice for me. So thank you for letting me just kind of rant. Um, HBO Max. So HBO Max, what the fuck, you guys? HBO Max, they were uh, they merged with Discovery. Um, <laughs> they, there was a big merger. And so you had Discovery, and then you had HBO Max. And they merged as one big entity. And that was, you know, it was pretty exciting. Because you're like, okay, I like Discovery shows. And then I also love HBO. And you're telling me two becomes one? And it is... Uh, it, it has not worked in the way that I would have wanted. We immediately saw changes because the head of this whole thing, David Zaslov, my least favorite executive of all time, uh, I really thought he didn't understand what they had purchased in this big deal. I've always thought of HBO as like the Tiffany, like a Tiffany, uh, like Tiffany's. It was just like a respected brand that you knew meant quality. That you're like, if it's on HBO, damn. Like, if I ever got an HBO show, I would just not shut up. Like, look at me on an HBO show. Love it. 
And I loved HBO Max. I thought it was one of the best streaming services. It was always exciting going to the home screen. Um, you would just discover like all of that. And even before that, HBO itself, HBO Go. I just wrote a, I read a book called Tinderbox, um, or I listened to it. It was like a 50 hour audio book, just a beautiful story about HBO and, uh, just one of my favorite experiences of a book last year, but it's exhaustive in its research. And, uh, it just told the story of how HBO started to now and how many different, uh, you know, technical technological innovations have happened through the span. Because remember at one point cable didn't exist and then streaming didn't exist and all of these things. And HBO rode through each one of these, like a champion and always their content meant quality. You know, from Game of Thrones to Girls to Sex in the City to Six Feet Under to Succession to Barry, everything, quality. And so Discovery merges and they're like, you know what? Why, you know, why? It, it wouldn't be weird if we had Dr. Pimple Popper on the same page as Succession. Hell yeah. People love it all. It's a bouillabaisse. But I was even like, well, that's a little weird. And also I was kind of like, do we have to, you know, do we, <laughs> I have both streaming services. I'm a grown man. I can just flip to that discovery streaming service, but I know it's about potentially the theory is to make it easier for the consumer. But also what I'm realizing now with this merger is they also want to make it dumber for the consumer. They like reality shows sometimes don't respect the consumer enough. They don't realize the audiences are sophisticated to a degree. So they had a big presentation last week where they announced all of their changes because David Zaslav originally came in and said, okay, everybody's spending too much. He, they had spent $90 million on this Batgirl movie. that got completely thrown in the can. It'll never see the light of the day, light of day. They burned the print supposedly. Um, and it even had Michael Keaton in it. And they said it wasn't releasable. It wasn't even made for the movie theaters. It was made for HBO max. They threw away $90 million and he made a lot of decisions like that. He didn't renew certain shows that were good. He didn't give shows uh, a chance to find an audience and he just went in there and cut, but that's, you know, what executives do. But now this dipshit comes there last week and says, listen, the new name for this service is just going to be called max. You guys, they took the HBO out. They're taking the HBO out entirely. This this whole merger, this whole thing about buying HBO, merging with HBO Max, the one damn thing that I care about as a consumer, I, I'm so proud of that HBO name, even though I have nothing to do with the company, and they're going to throw it away because they think it's too pristine. I was talking or I was uh, Twittering with uh, one of my favorite entertainment reporters, um, uh, Kate Arthur the other day, I believe she works for variety and I think she's a genius, but, uh, I said, Hey, Kate, why, why? I always thought, you know, HBO was so respected. Why are they doing this? And she brought up the point that their market research, which it's like, fuck market research. It's the same thing as political polling. Fuck it. Their market research told them that, you know, HBO was such a known brand that people already knew they didn't want it. So they almost want to trick the consumer of like, this ain't HBO anymore. It's Max. Now I, with Max, I always think about Cinemax. And then I always think about Skinemax because on Friday nights, they would have dirty movies when I was a kid. And I would like try to like sneak a look at like a pair of boobs. And I'd be like, oh my God, I hope my parents don't wake up. But it was a very exciting time. But that's what I think about when I think of Max. And they're getting rid of the HBO title. And I think that's so frustrating because I thought it was, I was a proud HBO viewer. HBO means something. Um, so now it's just max. 
And I, I also they were they were talking about some of the things of like the Discovery Plus uh, app. They, when they they were noticing that people would uh, would spend more time scrolling around on the the app itself, searching for programs to watch. But they noticed with the HBO Max one that people would just immediately pick something on the home screen. The home screen, they weren't searching. They would just watch something immediately on the home screen. And they took that to mean that, listen, people must really just love Discovery Plus more because they're searching around on it more. But they're not even stopping to think of like, no, because people with HBO Max literally are like, we're going to find something on that home screen we love immediately. We don't even need to search. It's that good of a service. We know exactly what we want to watch when we see that homepage. There's always something to watch on that homepage. Where Discovery Plus, you're digging around like 10 different like little genres. You got home and garden. You got all, you know, you got so many things to choose from. <clears throat> and I think, um, so I thought, uh, I heard a lot of things and read a lot of things about that, that I was just so frustrated. I think, you know, when you go, when you go by market research and when you don't go, um, I mean, brands are important. This is a brand, you know? I mean, Tom Sandoval, he said he was a brand. And Ariana was a brand. But this was a brand I really loved. So I'm very disappointed in what they've decided to do with it. But I think that is what streaming has brought us to. There are the streaming wars. There used to be like the late night television wars and there were the cable wars. There's always wars. I mean, wars, of course, in our real lives, you know, but also wars in entertainment. And now we're in the streaming wars. And we're all paying so much for all these streaming services that we've, you know, we originally let go of our cable. We cut the cut the cable cord because we were saving money. And now we're going to end up spending more than we did when we just had a cable company, which is that's eventually there's all going to merge into one. But it's really frustrating for the consumer. It's frustrating for me because... I think at the end of the day, quality and content don't win out. It's just all about making money, trying to pull eyes, and doing it as cheaply as possible. And uh, that brings us to Netflix. Now, Netflix has started to try to get into live streaming. I mean, they stream everything, of course, but live streaming is when something airs live in the moment. So tonight they did like Chris Rock, his uh, stand-up special like a month or so ago. They had that live. It was like, I think their first live event and it went really well. And tonight they had promised the Love is Blind, the new season, the reunion hosted by Nick Lachey. Of course, I'm Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. Um, they were they were hosting it and it was going to air at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tonight. And I got to tell you, I was late to the Love is Blind game, but I, like I said earlier, everybody loves it. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's like, I got to see it. Got to see it live. Got to see it live. We got to tweet about it. I was shocked how many people were telling me they were watching it live. But sadly, they weren't watching it live. It didn't get going on their platform for over an hour. I was talking to Jan, our friend Janet, Janet Elizabeth. She was there at the live taping, and she was like, yeah, you know, there's like a technical issue or something. But it's a technical issue that lasts. I was waiting to record this to watch it and talk about it with you guys. And uh, it is not going to be on, they said, until 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time today on Monday. How can you be that wrong? Like certain people were getting it in certain parts of the world, but overall it is still remained mainly dark. And that is ridiculous. You had one job. And also when you get people so excited about something, you better deliver. Whether you be Frank Ocean, whether you be HBO Max or Max, whether you be Prince, whether you be Discovery Plus, 
or whether you be Netflix showing a finale of something that people are genuinely excited to see, you better have that ready, especially when you're trying out a new service because, you know, what do they say? Always say you only got one, really one shot to really show people because then you lose people's confidence. People will go elsewhere. I found something else to watch. I I love that because I was like, well, I guess I'm not watching this. Now I guess I have to watch stupid Succession. And I love Succession. So it was like, okay, cool. But it was so funny that I even considered for a second, I was like, ugh, guess now I have to watch stupid Succession. And I had a great time watching it. So that's it, folks. I'm mad about everything. But uh, I hope you guys have the best week ever. We'll talk every day. Don't worry. I'll write. You'll write. We'll keep in touch. Uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. But uh, I hope you have the best week ever. I'm pulling for you. And uh, let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know. Um, email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. You can try to DM me. I'm going to have some time tomorrow to check DMs. But let me know what you want to talk about. I think. I think I might have a really, I'm trying to figure out the order of shows this week, but I think there's going to be a chance for just us to talk again. So I would love to want to know what you want to talk about. We got to talk about girls trip still. We got to get back to Jersey. We got to start getting into things again, besides Vanderpump rules, but this was so great. I hope you had a, a good time listening to this and I'll talk to you bright and early on Tuesday and shout out to Demois, my favorite. Bye. Batches.